Hey, 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 let's talk fantasy football today. I'm your host, Jake Thomas, and joining me, our usual co-host, Brian Hubble. And then, you know what, we love Logan so much, we're just going to bring him on over again. So, Logan Hubble's joining this one, too. How are you boys doing? Doing great. How are you? Loving, loving today. Any chance I have to be able to get on with both of you guys, I really appreciate it. Because, one, you both are two just good people. And then fantasy football is fun to be able to talk it through with you guys, especially both co-commissioners who bring a lot to this league. So I'm, I'm looking forward to today's podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Logan, was there anything that you wanted to say before we cut you off last week? Anything <laughs> at all that, that, that you wanted to bring up? Are we going to no, go ahead and just get started back into this? Yeah, week? no. My only thing was the was about you, uh, you know, trashing, tarnishing my name <laughs> in the in the previous week's pod. So <laughs> now that we got that cleared up, I think I'm good. <laughs> I hey, I'm glad you called me out on it. I'm not above saying I'm completely wrong because it, we found out that it was a totally baseless claim. So sorry yeah. about tarnishing your name. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> My favorite part was when I was re-listening to it earlier today. I was hearing, "Yeah, but he's better now." Like, <laughs> like there was a dramatic difference. I know that. Yeah, that's what I was like. What, I was just like, "What?" I don't know. Honestly, I don't... <laughs> what that probably was was me just talking on the podcast and realizing, like, you know what? I really like Logan. <laughs> he talks really well for me. Trade, and you tell me hit him up, he's fine. So I think I threw that in there, not like unknowingly trying to cover my skin a little bit. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably been uh, texting Logan Thompson for the last two years. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Probably. That's what I, I was trying to think. I was like, who in the league? Who in the league has he been like texting and not getting responses from? Like, because like, is he thinking of someone else? No, the only one I will say in this one's not baseless, and he does a much better job. He he really has was Chris. I could see mm. something to Chris, and he would never get back with me on it. Yeah. Uh, unless I just kept being annoying. I didn't know Chris well enough yet to where I could just keep pestering him to where I didn't feel like I was just like a burden. But now that I've gotten to talk with him, one, Chris is really fun. He's a good guy, and he's mm. really nice. So I know he didn't mean it at all. It's just he, he's like me in texting. If you were to text me, typically I'm not going to respond. It's just kind of how I am. Okay, but awesome. Uh, we'll get started off with the matchup of the week. Logan will run through it for us, but just one more time for everybody at home. Uh, at, throughout this week, we try to pick a pretty uh, top-of-the-line group of guys that are going against each other. Uh, we highlight it in particular. Uh, that way, the people following at home, we can kind of see who's going head-to-head, who's at the top of the league, and why this matchup matters. But, Logan, take it away, buddy. All right. So, yeah, the, uh, the matchup of the week this week was myself, uh, Logan, versus Yash. Um, I prevailed yet again in my second <laughs> in my second straight one versus two matchup. Uh, this time against Yash, the uh, the final score was one hundred sixty to one twenty nine. Our uh, our faithful listeners will remember last week when I when I beat Ricky by by a, a similar margin. Uh, my uh, my my prides and joys, the the heart and soul of my team, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, were on a bye week, but that didn't really matter because. Andy Dalton's 30 points on Thursday night ended up carrying me to a victory. And he was only projected like, yeah, he was, he was only projected like 14. So that was, that was something. Yeah. Yash also also had a, a substantial uh, player on by in Dalvin cook. 
Um, although he still has all his running backs, so I don't know how much of an excuse you can make for him regarding that. Um, Mark Andrews had to dud for me this week with his only points coming from a four-yard rush attempt. He only had two targets, no receptions. Um, I think he's nursing an injury, so hopefully he gets back to normal next week when I play Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, Yash was hurt by Amon Ross St. Brown exiting early in the game with a concussion. I think he, he ended up with less than a point. Um, Mac Jones was on Yash's bench, which was good for him because he was ended up being benched in favor of Bailey Zappi in real life. And so just in general, Yash's running back quintet of Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, and Ramondre Stevenson still looks formidable, but they weren't quite enough to help him this week when his receivers really let him down. It failed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a thing, Logan, real quick about Mark Andrews. They said that I, a couple different podcasts I listened to, they were really highlighting how Lamar has kind of dropped down in terms of this fantasy output compared to the first you know, four games of the season, mm-hmm. or three games of the season. Yeah. And a lot of guys did just a, a higher level overview of uh, his quarterback play in terms of passing. And they said that he was almost solely just watching Rashad Bateman really st- stretch the field. And I think it could be because he's, he's a new receiver. There's a lot of pressure that that is like his guy. It, it like Rashad's supposed to be essentially his top mm. option other than Mark Andrews. So maybe he's just trying to figure him out right now. Maybe, and, maybe and that could, that could have brought uh, Andrews down because he just didn't, wasn't ha- having eyes on him. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, that's uh, that's all I have. You guys have anything to add to the uh, matchup of the week? No, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey being traded definitely uh, helped you in the sense of he would have made up 31 points, but also yeah. not being a full strength, especially with, I think, uh, Dalvin Cook being on a bye. That he, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Monroe uh, also getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I want to see how long Yash is going to carry this uh, no quarterback two option. Into the mm-hmm. into the year, if he, that's some, which granted, like you said, he had one of his primetime guys, Dalvin Cook, out, and he still started the d- double running back in the. Well, did he do this? Yeah, double running back in the flex. Yeah, McCaffrey and Kamara. So I mm-hmm. mean, he's got options still, but you you really do need a reliable fantasy option. And in terms of quarterback play, usually that's you can at least get fifteen, sixteen out of them. At least you yeah. hope so. That's all I had for it. I have uh, one more comment. Um... I saw that you put the lineup for who the the matchup the week was, and uh, it's gonna be a little controversial with Easton's, especially since he thought he deserved the uh, the matchup of the week. Mm-hmm. I I wanted it too. I like the Easton one. I almost picked it. Is that the next one, Brian? Or... No, it's not. It's Caden uh, no. versus Ryan, actually. Okay. Well, I'll talk more about it when we get to Easton's. But I I wanted to, but because Logan was on again. I wanted Logan to be able to go through another matchup of the week, considering <laughs> his team was number one in uh, his division, and then Yash being the number two in his, especially like both potential playoff teams. And I, I think that Chris and uh, Easton are both potential playoff teams too. It's just a little bit higher ratings for Logan and Yash. Well, yeah. I'll, speaking of playoff teams, I'll definitely go straight into Caden's matchup then. <laughs> you butthead <laughs> sorry I had to I saw that well uh, Gina Smith as we just talked about uh, 
15 points, or not, we didn't talk about him, but uh, 15 points. Brandon Ayuk scored also 15 points. But um, going through here, I'll first say the matchup in general. Ryan uh, beat Caden 165 at, uh, to Caden's 119. Uh, looking through this matchup, I think uh, Ryan finally had a really good week. Not everyone popped off, but Jamar Chase scored 32 points. I think it may be his biggest uh, points of the year compared to last. So this week he had 32. Last week he had 31.2. Eckler got 35.2, which is insanely high. Had a combined 67 points between the two of them. Uh, Daniel Jones for Caden also went off with a solid 32. Um, I have a question. What do you all think of Daniel Jones? You go first, Logan. Um, I think that he's an okay quarterback. I think he's – I think if he was allowed to play out his entire career, I think he would be a pretty decent dynasty asset, or really a fantasy asset, I guess, just because of his rushing ability. Um, I, you know, I don't know that he'll ever really – offer much in the way of passing he's obviously very he's he's in a very fortunate situation right now because of Brian Dabble and how good of an offensive mind he is but I I just don't I I there I'm assuming he's gonna want to get someone else in there um so Mm -hmm. long term I don't like him but but for right now I think he's he's pretty serviceable it's impressive what the Giants are doing yeah I I agree and that's kind of where I was going to steer into this, he's kind of playing himself into another contract, not because of how well he's been playing, but more just so their record. They're they're mm-hmm. doing pretty solid. So I don't know where they're going to end up in the draft and if they'll be able to get one of those top-tier quarterbacks that's replacement level for Daniel Jones. And yeah. he's also ne- he's also nearing the end of his contract. Like, And they didn't pick up his extension. So this is I think this is his last contract year as well, right? Yeah, I think so. That sounds so great. he's so he's a he's someone to look out for t- towards the end because I can see him playing just well enough to get the Giants out of a quarter like the quarterback conversation this draft and having to stick with him again. And I don't know if they really want to do that or not. Yeah. So uh, speaking of quarterbacks, so I'm looking through Ryan's team before we move on to the next matchup. Ryan has had a bad week with quarterbacks. Matt Ryan has been benched for Sam Ellinger. He saw Derek Carr, but he had a he only had 13 points. Then Ryan Tannehill also got hurt, and Malik Wills came into the game for a drive. And Ryan Tannehill may not play next week. Obviously, mm-hmm. Trey Lance on the IR. Bailey Zappi came in, but I think they're going to go back to Mac Jones after he didn't do very uh, good. So it's kind of – he has, what, five quarterbacks, but he really only has one for sure starter next week. And that will be interesting moving forward. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Logan. Sorry, buddy. Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, we all know Ryan is uh, morally corrupt thanks to his, uh, <laughs> you know, having, having Deshaun Watson. So I, I, I say this is, uh, you know, if he's he's willing to have Deshaun Watson on his team, this is what he uh, this is what he deserves. He deserves for all of his other quarterbacks <laughs> to just fall apart. You know, you know who doesn't deserve what happened this week? Caden and Brees Hall. Oh, that was no, he doesn't, he doesn't deserve that in the slightest. Caden's such no. a good person. And Brees Hall is such a – I'm sure he's a good guy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and D- Daniel Bellinger for the tight end for the Giants. I'm definitely with a uh, eye fracture if I yes, knew that. Oh, I saw that. Did you guys see the video of that? 
No, I, I could make myself watch it. Yeah, it's. I mean, basically, just the guy was. I mean, it was just a like, kind of a freak accident. The guy just accidentally like shoved his hand into Bellinger's helmet, and it like fractured his eye. Like it was, was just it, a total. Was it yeah, his just total freak accident? I don't know. It was no, no. I believe it was the other team. I can't remember now, though. You're good. I was texting Caden about it, and I must have I had the conversation wrong. But yeah, that that really sucks for Caden. I mean, he wasn't competing anyways. But you still don't want to see an injury like that, and it kind of reminds me somewhat. I heard it's more than just the ACL, and so he's looking at like a Dobbins situation, mm-hmm. to where it's gonna, I mean, be more than just a year potentially. I mean, which granted, Brees might not try to rush himself back like JK did, and hurt himself again. So it could be better. It could be better. Yeah, I saw I saw a guy on Twitter talking about like some some fantasy football analyst um, talking about that he thinks that because of this injury and Javante Williams injury that it's going to change how people value running backs in the future. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see that happening, but it, it was an interesting thought. I mean, I, I don't, I think people kind of have short memories when it comes to this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they still see the talent and, and still, I mean, everyone's still, you know, most leagues still have at least two running back slots. So I mean, you kind of have – I mean, you, you have to value them reasonably high just for that, even if it's kind of dangerous. I think that what's playing into that uh, guy's tweet too, Logan, could potentially be the lack of bell cows that are also – Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you are, you're already getting guys who are splitting workload on top of torn ACLs and whatnot, which granted, Brees was kind of turning into the bell cow of his offense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's – I think it's twofold with how people are trying to be running backs because we saw the whole draft thing this year, if you listen to – fantasy or dynasty podcast where they just talk about the whole kick the running back towards the end and do more of a receiver heavy lineup instead mm-hmm. so we saw that this year too but brian did you have anything else bud no i just wanted one? you to talk about the next playoff matchup with jason <laughs> i can get into that the last thing i want to say about ryan's team is that he already has a really good team the one detriment to his team has been his quarterback play and having Derek Carr, who Derek Carr is a very serviceable QB2, to have him like your flex, now that Deshaun Watson is going to come back, and was it week 10 or 11? Is that right? Um, I think it's week know? 11. Week yeah, 11. I believe yeah, so. He, Ryan's probably going to be a playoff team like no matter what. So getting Deshaun Watson back, I mean, you're going to have – if he is, is still good, none of us have seen him play. But you have an elite top seven, eight – I'm I'm being gen, like overly generous with that. He's probably top five from what I've heard. When he comes back, quarterback in your one slot, you got Derek Carr. He'll be fine. The only thing that could potentially save us is that the the gods that the fantasy football gods that watch over Deshaun Watson don't let him be good because of how nasty of a person he is. <laughs> well, yeah. So I actually before this whole situation arrived. I uh, I thought he was probably number two in value in the league. Yeah. In dynasty, uh, right behind Patrick Mahomes. I have my I have my concerns though. I mean, he, he will have not played for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And that that's a concern to me. No, I I can I completely agree. All yeah. right, awesome. So I'm gonna review Ricky and Jason's matchup. Ricky pulverized Jason 150 to 94. We talked about Jason last week to where he's kind of in a rough patch right now. Um, He just needs to find the joy in fantasy football and keep moving forward with it. 
bye week hit Ricky. So it was a very good week for Ricky to hit bye week because he was playing Jason's team because Ricky had Cooper Cup and Kirk Cousins um, on the bye. Uh, injuries before the game that even took place, Ricky had Russell Wilson out. Jason had Carson Wentz out this week because he fractured his finger or something like that, right? I can't remember exactly, but he got hurt midway through like the first game or at the beginning of the first game last year mm-hmm. or uh, last week. Yeah. But so it, for Ricky, he couldn't start Russell Wilson, so he he's, uh, had a spot start with uh, Walker for Carolina. He did it. He did for a spot start, fifteen points, not bad. Uh, Ricky's team as a whole, he didn't really have anybody pop off. He just had a lot of really consistent play. Just about everybody got 16, 18 points. Um, he also had DeAndre Hopkins come back, and he looked very dominant, especially with Hollywood Brown out with 103 yards, um, no touchdowns, but 17 fantasy points. And the last is still really solid. Uh, and then for Jason's starting lineup, Antonio Gibson showed that the Brian Robinson rumors about him really taking over probably aren't the most legit. Um, Antonio Gibson, to me, from what I've seen, he looks the best on the field. Uh, Jason still has uh, Jalen Waddell, Cortland Sutton, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Deontay Johnson. So, like, he has a lot of really good players. Like, he has some, some young studs that he can build around with his team. So, I don't think he's too far off, especially when Javante Williams gets healthy. Uh, but both of them left some dynamite. They left a little bit of magic on the bench. Jason left Juju Smith-Schuster back-to-back, just bombers of games. Juju got 25 points, 124 yards, and a receiving touchdown. And then uh, J- Ricky left Eno Benjamin on the bench with 92 rushing yards and a, another rushing touchdown to follow that. But not an exciting matchup considering the uh, the talent with Ricky's team versus kind of Jason, who's going through a, a rough season of life in fantasy. But, you know, we got to play everybody. Right, boys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, Logan, do you want to talk to about the uh... – Padre? Yeah, so this next matchup is uh, is between Keegan and Ron. So Ron was uh, finally able to win his uh, his first game of the season. He started 0-6. He's now 1-6. Um, although this is a bit like, oh, I don't remember what, a couple years ago when the Jets won like two games accidentally <laughs> and it took them out of contention for the, the top pick in the draft. This is, this is sort of like that. Um, oh yeah. That was, that was when they missed out on Trevor Lawrence and it ended up with Zach Wilson. Yeah. So this is a, this is a yeah, this is a similar, similar deal. Um, Cause yeah, I don't know if he actually wanted to win this one, but we are excited for him getting his first win. He was, uh, he was able to overcome bye weeks for, Adam Thielen and Allen Robinson, although I'm not even sure if he usually starts them. He, he probably does because his team is not very good right now since he's kind of tanking. But um, And he also overcame a goose egg by, uh, by Ma- Michael Gallup, and he came away with the 153-122 to victory. Um, it was his first of the season, as I said, and it really was primarily thanks to a 40-point performance from Josh Jacobs, who I'm sure we will talk about in <laughs> much more detail. Uh, later in the episode, um, there uh, there wasn't one player that killed Keegan's chances. Instead, he kind of just had some disappointing performances across the board um, from just about everyone except for Derrick Henry and Mike Williams. Yep. Um, and then, and unfortunately, the one player who performed really well, Tyler Boyd, uh, was left on his bench. I think he scored like twenty eight points. 
Yeah, man. I mean, every oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry, buddy. No, you go ahead. Say every now and then. That's the danger of having Tyler Boyd. Uh, I would always have him just in a flex spot because you never know when he's going to go off because that's just who he is. He's going to have mm-hmm. maybe maybe three, maybe four of these games every year. He's a he's just a a star sometimes that can just go off in that high powered offense because I mean he's a good receiver too. He gets overshadowed with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, but I mean he's he's there, 155 yards this game and a freaking touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Ron, um, I'm gonna go. Or do you have any more to say, either of y'all? Other no, than no, I just no. love that Ron won. Mm-hmm. I, I it makes me so happy because 153 points is pretty solid. He did get 40 off of Josh Jacobs, but he did overcome a goose egg, like Logan said. But I mean, just that's a good. It's a good week, man. It really is. Yeah, for sure. Great for Ron. Really bad week for his youngest son, Easton, who who uh, <laughs> who lost one forty two to one forty one. Actually, a point uh, point seven one point uh, difference hey, Brian, between Chris and Easton. In in honor of this matchup, can we make it the honorary runner up matchup of the week for Easton? And Chris? <laughs> This is devastating. I mean, just what a what an idiot. He never he never changed Marquise Brown from the complex. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't I don't feel bad for Easton at all because <laughs> uh, I mean he literally could have easily won. Oh God. Yeah, it was just disappointing to see that. Honestly, that was the first time this year just disappointing someone. Congratulations, Easton. Who did Easton <laughs> have on his bench that I mean anyone? Uh, he could have played. Uh, yeah. And Nicole Hardman, George Pickens, Gus Robert Edwards. Okay, Wood, Easton. Pat Fryermuth, yeah. Like, J- Jared McKinnon. It could have been anyone. Uh, I was – and Jacoby Myers, too. Okay. I was – on a side note, I was surprised to see Gus Edwards got so much uh, work right after he got back. But that goes to show what it looks like when you recover correctly from injury, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll go back to the matchup, skip forward. Eason sucks, didn't play a flex. <laughs> but other than that, he also got an injury with David Joku, who do you know how long, two to five weeks he is out? And then also um, Chris had a great week with his quarterbacks, 28 by Mahomes, 40 from Burrow. This was honestly could have been like one of the best quarterback matchups of the year, but Eason mm-hmm. didn't have Jalen Hurts um, since he was on a bye, and Lamar Jackson only scored 13. I mean, yeah, that's, that's I think, about I it. I think DK Metcalf got hurt this game too, Brian, because I think DK's out next week. Yes, he is hurt. I I don't know. Do you know how long he's out? I, I'm not sure. I, I didn't check into the injuries. That's something I need to start doing. The Tuesday turnaround is kind of quick to look up all the injuries, but I, I can't remember how long he's out. Apparently, Pete Carroll said yesterday that he refused to rule him out this week. He, I'm going to leave it wide open. I can't call it now. I don't believe a word Pete Carroll says. Means he's one hundred percent out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that means that means no way. Well, Jake, do you want to talk about the devastating uh, matchup of the week? I would love to. Yeah, the most dis- the most disappointing matchup of the week. If you are one of the co-hosts on the podcast, I faced Brian General Booty versus uh, base base. My goodness, bass fishing. Uh, I ended up winning one hundred sixty-eight to one twenty. Let me just double check really quick to see who all we had on buy. I know myself, I had Gabe Davis and Devontae Smith, who at the time 
uh, at least for the last couple of weeks, they've been my starting duo for receiver. Uh, and Brian had Dallas Goddard out. Yes. Let's see. I'll Ryan, I'm going to talk about my team, and you want to talk about yours. That way we can kind of split it this way since you kind of had your matchup going and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, awesome. For me, I just have, I am right now really happy to see my young quarterbacks doing well. I didn't start one of them, but Trevor Lawrence, 310 passing yards. Uh, he gets a little errant, throws some too high, but 19 points is great. Dak Prescott's first game back, he looked, he looked serviceable. He looked good. He looked Cooper Rushish, nothing crazy. My team as a whole, they just performed admirably. Uh, Judy, 15, DJ Moore, bringing out a touchdown. All it took was uh, McCaffrey to get off the team. They had to start utilizing him more. Saquon Barkley, Saquon wore defense down 110 yards. Uh, and then Travis Etienne looks like he is taking over the backfield for Jacksonville. So it's reassuring to see that, especially with the slow start he had. Uh, and then Justin Fields was on my bench, but he had 27.86 fantasy points. Uh, that game was fun to watch if you were a Justin Fields fan. Yeah, it kind of stunk uh, seeing Kenneth Walker scoring 32. When I just trade him to you, but how did I forget Kenneth Walker? I am so sorry. That made me so happy, especially at the end where he got the seventy-four yard touchdown run. Yes, right that at was... the end. Oh, I loved it, Brian. It made me feel so good inside. Well, we'll talk about a more devastating team over here on my side. <laughs> Kyler Murray's had a pretty rough year, to be honest. Not like uh-huh. anything great. He's only he's scoring seventeen, eighteen points as his low, but he's gotten that. A, Several times the last three weeks now. Ty Lockett's 9.5, Chris Godwin 9, very average. Each got seven receptions, 45 yards, couple first downs, nothing substantial. Chris Godwin just had a really bad week, as did Tampa Bay. Ty Lockett was kind of disappointing since they did score 37 points, though. Uh, so I, Logan can attest to this. Um, I was having trouble with my running back room Sunday morning. I didn't know if I should start Chuba Hubbard, Isaiah Paseco, uh, Latavius Checker. Murray. But, well, however you say it, I probably need to learn. <laughs> uh, it was a question. It was a question. Oh, I have answer. no idea. Latavius Murray and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I just couldn't decide which, especially since Chuba's going to be the starter and Paseco, Pacheco. Pacheco. Uh, Pache- we'll go with it's, Pacheco. It's no longer a question. It's a statement. <laughs> okay, Pacheco. All right, Chuba Hubbard and uh, Pacheco both being announced as starters Sunday morning. I was having trouble deciding which ones. I ended up sitting Latavius Murray since he wasn't for sure the starter, but that was the wrong choice. Should have started him over Pacheco. That's not your fault. They said Pacheco was going to be the starter. I mean, he still got 43 rushing yards. Just kind of weird that he uh, didn't get any first downs. Uh-huh. Only one. I mean, nothing bad. I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of encouraging for my team with Chuba being a second year, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, second year being the starter in Carolina, Pacheco being the starter as a rookie. Um, Jelani Woods only had 1.4. And, I mean, that's that's about it. Nothing exciting on my bench. Sammy well, Watkins a- came back from the IR, but we'll get to him later, too. 1.4, I mean, when your quarterback's getting replaced by Sam yeah. Ellinger, I mean, there's not a whole lot to hope for. No, I am glad that he's getting into the game. Same thing with Isaiah Likely. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. 
Let's... Now that we've gone through all the matchups, I, I like to highlight the highest score of the week and the lowest score of the week. This week, I get my vengeance on Logan. I I bring it home. I'm very excited. 168.08 points for me. Uh, the lowest score of the week was Jason at 93.68. Uh, that brings me, for the first time all year and maybe for the last three years, uh, the highest overall score. So Ricky's a three-timer, Logan two-time. Easton once and myself once. And then the fewest point total total is now Ron at three times, Brian one time, Jason two, and then Keegan's a one-timer. Yeah, I'm just glad that I'm not currently tied for second for the uh, most or most. The fewest fewest overall points scored. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. So I have a question. Do you all want to go through the pod standings or the overall standings this week? I like overall, but Logan decides because he is the. Yeah, let's 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 do overall. I gotcha. I like overall too, but I figure we may do pods about once every four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair, especially closer towards playoffs, where it becomes more important for the pod standings. Yeah, I agree. Well, we have uh, the Trout Man at number one, as he has joined us at six and one, uh, and he's also number one chasing filthy pod. Chris is number two, which is the top of Jake's Jumping Beans. Three is Ricky's team, uh, top of the Rana's Grunts. Uh, Chris is six and one, and Ricky is five and two. Going on off of that, Yash, also in Rana's Grunts, is five and two. Fifth place is Ryan, who is four and three in Rana's Grunts. And it kind of speaks to the highs of that uh, division. All three are right there, probably beating each other up in the division but i think all three will still make the playoffs and look forward to it looks like it jake is number six at four and three which he is currently not in the playoffs and we'll speak to that a little more even though he is number six Mm -hmm. keegan is number seven at four and three just right behind jake uh easton has taken a fall right here three and four has not won since he has been on the pod however since he does have the third most points in the league, he would actually be in the sixth spot in the playoffs. Um, but we'll see if that holds true. He'll probably win a couple more games to get in there. Now the points could be the first time in our league that it actually matters. You have Jason at three and four, just holding on hope, even though he's the same record as Easton. and But he is 310 points behind Easton. And you have me at 10, one and six. I haven't won a game in five weeks since I beat you, Jake. Mm-hmm. You have Ron at one and six, who had his great win. And then you have the luckless losers at 0 and 7. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. The, yeah. Did you see that Ryan is third in his pod? And he would yeah. basically be the number one overall in our pod. Like, oh. Sorry. Yeah. And Jake's jumping beans. But yeah, the most points. Points-wise, yeah, points-wise. <laughs> yep, that's interesting. But he's fifth, Yash is fourth, Ricky's third, uh, Chris second, Logan first, and then obviously Easton would pick the sixth spot if the season ended today. Sorry, so, Easton. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, um, well, uh, who wants to take it? I, I love that transition, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I, 
<laughs> I, I appreciate you for standing firm on it, though. Uh, so last week, we weren't able to finish all the questions we had for Logan in the interview. Logan was just so thoughtful and gave very insightful answers. We very much appreciate for uh, appreciate him for that. So we're going to get into a few more fun questions, and then we'll also answer or, or excuse me, go into more of the questions that kind of pertain to the league, rule changes, favorite rules, and, you know, that, that kind of thing. So Logan, we'll, let's get started with just more of the fun ones. We'll save the league ones quick closer towards the end um who is i think you we said last week you've had 12 trades is that right yes yes i believe so okay so who's been whether it's let's say i want to say your favorite trade partner because you've had 12 in like three years well let's say yeah let's make it a twofold favorite trade partner so one you've traded with and then also there's someone who's your favorite in terms of speak talking about trades talking about the league uh, and try to make things work out. Um, well, I mean, gosh, I talked. <laughs> you know, I talked to so many of you guys. Uh, I, I uh, as far as like who I've tra- my best trades honestly have probably been with my dad, uh, Ron. He uh, like last year I did a couple with him while he was kind of you know offloading his whole team. They got me both Tyreek Hill and uh, Mark Andrews and Tom Brady as well. And so I uh, just kind of, you know, those were some, those were some of the biggest trades I've done. So those, those were fun. Um, the, uh, I'd say, I, I don't know. I like, uh, like, I like talking that kind of stuff with you, Jake, just cause you're, you're so nice. Um, Brian, as, as Easton talked about, you know, I don't, I, I never talk, I, I, I barely ever trade with Brian just because it's, I know he and I both have like very similar values on players and stuff. And, uh, so it's just, it's never, it's never like, I'm never going to like be able to get one over on him or anything. Like, you know, I'm never, it's always going to be like a, a very, very fair trade when, when, uh, Brian and I trade, um, the, it's, never, uh, it's, it's never a big trade either. It's like, Mo no. Fox. right. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Cause I'm sure you probably feel the same way about me. <laughs> <laughs> not wanting yeah. to make a big trade with me. Um, I but think yeah. I texted seven people about trade today, and I didn't even think about you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I'll. Well. I'll. I'll. I'll get. We can get to talk about more about this later. But yeah, I'm just like my. Uh, you know, we talk about my roster, but my my roster right now is just like not. I, I just cannot make trades. We don't um, mess with it. You've got something good going. Well, there, there's yeah, not, not really a reason for you to try to make a push, and so if it's, someone is going to trade, it needs to be a good trade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, I did, I did make a push for for Josh Jacobs today, which did not work out. But I wasn't going to pay as much as Ryan did, so it was okay. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, yeah, just I, I mean, I, I really, all you guys, I, um, it's always I can't, you know, I can't really talk trade too much with Easton just because I think people would freak out because I help him with his trades a lot. Um, I, uh, I don't really. I don't talk trade much with Jason sort of for the same reason, not because people would get mad, um, but just because he, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't want to, just because I do kind of help him some, I, I honestly like feel bad if I, if I'm like, you know, uh, start trying to like take advantage of him and, you know, take, uh, and, you know, to take some of his good players or whatever. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, pretty much everyone in the league is, is fun to trade. Yash, of course, everyone likes trading with Yash, I think. Um, I've never yes. had a trade with Yash. Just been like a straight up, just a quick thing. 
You yeah, know, exactly. He's always so, which I which I appreciate. He's yeah, a, yeah. He's a talker. He's a, a negotiator. That's what I was trying to say the first time. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, pretty much everyone in the league is is fun to is fun to trade with. Um, I don't really. Yeah, I don't have a least favorite trade partner. Um, That's too bad. You have to say it. You have to I, choose someone. No, you can, I mean, you can choose Easton if you want. Well, yeah, I guess I. Well, then no, that's too. Well, let me you think. can choose so, me because I was talking East, crap last week. No, <laughs> East. Yeah, that's true. No one else has come on a, a uh, you know, <laughs> na- nationally broadcasted <laughs> podcast and said that I <laughs> told, told lies about game. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, Easton just sucks because I can't trade with him. Uh, Brian, I you know I don't really trade with very often, just just because it's uh, you know I don't, I don't think I'll, I'll win the trade usually. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I've never I never really trade with. I never I don't know if I have any with Chris. I can't not that I can think of. My trades have been I feel like pretty. I feel like I've traded with a lot of different people in the league, um, but I don't know if I've ever traded with. Chris, maybe, and uh, probably Rick. I, I I never even talked to Ricky. He's one I never talked to. So I will say, uh, yeah, I, I guess so. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a least favorite. You can just pick one of those people. That can be my least favorite. One of either one of the people I don't ever talk to, or Brian, Brian, yeah, or, least or Brian. Yeah, we can say Brian. I'll, I'll be the consistent least favorite. Yeah, yeah, you're Easton's least favorite. Who who did Caden say was his least favorite? I don't remember. Did he have uh, one? No, because I said Jason. I tried to throw Jason the bus just to see what Caden would say, just to, <laughs> just to see if I could elicit a response. Um, yeah, but I I didn't get anything from Caden. Uh, I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I, nice. I, I need to write the answers down. Mm. I think it was Eason because uh, he said he would just respond with no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, but it is an Eason thing to do mm-hmm. for sure. Well, at least he says no and then texts Logan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or text Logan. Nah. No, he'll just, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll just send me. He'll just send me a screenshot of it. Like he doesn't even, and then like I just have to like, I don't know. It'll just be a screenshot of just some random trade. And, like I haven't been part of the rest of the trade discussions, so I don't even know what led up to this. And then I'm just kind of having to like pick up the pieces. Logan. Well, okay, maybe not. <laughs> I, I take that back. Caden is really good at getting a conversation out of guys when they trade, yeah. because he will probably always start. I don't think he means to start with, like, a lower ball offer. I think to him it's just how he values players and, like, what he's willing to give up at the start. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. you can very – I won't say easily talk Caden up into it, but, like, he can actualize and see, like, okay, yeah, this is this is low. What What's worth it for you? How do you value your players? And it's so, like he will come up if it's worth it to him kind of a thing. So Caden will always yeah. get a conversation out of, his, mm-hmm. out of the trades. Well, you mentioned uh, Ricky. Um he, would he be the one that you would like to see some more involvement in or someone else? Oh, um, oh, I don't know. I, I wish everyone, the only, I, I wish people would, uh, would talk in the group me a little more. I mean, it's pretty good usually, but I always, I'm always, uh, you know, I always kind of want some more conversation you fa- and stuff. You favorite so. everything at least. Like I do. Minimum, I at a minimum, you favorite everything, which is saying a lot. Yeah. I favorite probably 75% of the messages in there. I uh not counting like polls I guess but yeah I I just because I, I just because I really badly want everyone to to talk so I'm trying to like just be positive and and, get, and you know give some support plus I just you know I like a lot of things in there so it's it's uh you know people mm-hmm. people are funny and I, I appreciate it every, every anytime anyone is like talking I'm happy so 
Well, speaking of involvement, I've uh, I've kind of been pretty pleased with the involvement of the podcast. We've gotten a lot of uh, inquiries or inquiries into being on the podcast, and I feel like a lot of people are like I'm going to be more uh, active in the group me or I I like listening to it. So that's uh, mm-hmm. that's been nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're averaging like nine nine listens a pod, which is kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> Did you say nine thousand? Uh, if we said 9,000, I, I, ha- I would have to send it to a fake ad read that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's so the... to our ad, I am uh, drinking Propel Immune Support to Orange Raspberry. Don't say the beverage. names. Don't, don't give them free ads. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't say the No, we're getting paid for this. Nine million. <laughs> <laughs> who's the funniest person that, that you see day in and day out on the messenger? Um, all right, so I would, I mean, it's, I would say Yash, uh, especially when he like gets going. I know he hasn't been as talkative recently. Or tipsy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's tipsy, that's always fun. He hasn't been as talkative it. recently as he was like last season, but he, mm-hmm. but yeah, I always, yeah, I do always love Yash. Um, I know there's all of us have jobs now, so well, except for Easton. Um, but so it's, I mean, you know, we don't, we don't just don't have as much time. I think a lot of us don't have as much time to mm-hmm. be in the league. Um, or to not, or to be in the group, me talking and stuff. But I, uh, you know, I'd always is, I'd always appreciate it. I, uh, Easton, Easton's fun as just kind of as almost like a foil, uh, because he's just like always like saying something stupid and getting made fun of or whatever. Like so, that's always I always enjoy that. It's just like I, you know, I appreciate that he's willing to put himself out there like that too when he knows what's going to happen. Like me and Brian have been doing this to him his whole life. And he knows, like he knows what, what the, like that he's gonna say something, and that there's like a good chance we're gonna laugh at him for being stupid. And he still just continues to put himself out there, and, mm. and you know, and then just, uh, and and you know, be willing to uh, be made fun of. And it's it's I appreciate that. I like Easton. Um, he's a good yeah. kid. No, no, no. I love Easton. Um, well, let's see what. Yeah, except so when that, he doesn't start a flex. Yeah, well, yeah, except for that when he. Doesn't that's that's to his, his own detriment. Team. Yeah, that's yeah. his own detriment. Well, yeah, it's also to the detriment of the league. I mean, it's especially because like, I that's mean, true. you know, that's, that's yeah, that's true. a. I mean, that's a that's a that was a playoff game basically. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that's two playoff teams probably. But um, anyway, yeah, those those yeah, those both of them are are funny, obviously for different reasons. Um, those those are the main two. Everyone everyone else, uh, I would say everyone else has fun. Pretty much everyone has funny moments. Um, there's, I don't think there's like anyone who doesn't ever try to be funny in the, in the group me, like every, you know, everyone will, everyone will crack jokes now. And then I, last season when, uh, remember when Arkansas was doing really well to start the season, uh, Keegan was really fun in the group me, mm-hmm. um, you know, being, being, Uh, can you guys hear? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Can you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. Jason just called me, and it like took my phone. (laughs) Like, I wonder what wonder what trade Jason's doing. Uh, Yeah, who knows? Uh, He's obviously your least favorite person league now. Yeah, no, he is. I'm kind of annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) Um, Okay. A quick side note. Yeah. I'm gonna. I hate. I'm, I'm the worst person, by the way, when it comes to communication. I hate when people call me out of the blue and they or they FaceTime me out of nowhere. <laughs> I 
don't know what it is about it. The FaceTiming is the worst because I have to give you like my undivided attention. And I already value my free time so much. And oh, so like yeah. if, if I have a friend that calls me out of nowhere, I better love you. Yeah. <laughs> if I answer the phone call, it's because I love you. I'm, I'll be right back. Brian, you son of a bitch. I, you, I gotta face here. time, Jake. Don't you dare! Don't, don't you dare! <laughs> if you Facetime me and I answer, you better remember that for all of our trade discussions. Yeah. And give me, give me a little something. Yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure you Facetime me randomly like two months ago. Uh, I I did. I actually called. Wait, are you talking about the trade I was having with Yash? Or I called you? Yes. I did call you. But I I text you first, or I just call you out of the blue. I don't remember. Honestly. We're gonna act like I text you first. Don't pull receipts for this. Uh, <laughs> Next right. week, here we go, <laughs> Logan. I think I know the answer to this, but what is your favorite pick that you've had in fantasy football? Whether it's the auction draft, rookie, dev. Oh, so including my, the st- including the startup draft, including startup. Oh, see, I had a different. Okay, I can. I can. Okay, do both. Me, do both. Do both. Then. Okay, both. so I was just thinking rookie and dev. And yeah, I was too, but yeah, and my favorite pick, yeah, my, I mean, startup's easy for me, um, but I'll say rookie and dev first. Okay, well, I'll just start up first. Startup is, of course, Josh Allen. Okay, um, moving forward, I think everybody knows the reason for that. Yeah, yeah, um, that that one's yeah, gotta be. He's gotta be my favorite. Um, the uh, as far as dev and rookie, I would say, uh, I mean, it's got to be B. John Robinson, just because I got him last year. I spin up for him to get the number one slot, and he's like—I mean, he just still has—he's just looked incredible ever since. He's—I um, mean, it's—it looks. I mean, I—I I, I hope he goes to you know a team that actually uses him as a bell cow because if he does, I mean, the—he's—he's he's so talented. He could—he could do anything. So, um, yeah, I have a question. If you had to grade yourself on your rookie picks, what would you give yourself right now? Um, I guess you can say your worst pick first. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Let me see my worst pick. So my wor my worst pick. I and I don't I don't even remember my. I I can't really say regarding the, um, the original the the startup draft because I can't quite remember what I uh, um, I, my whole team. But as far as the oh, do okay. Well, I can maybe talk. We we'll just talk about it then. But um, but as far as like, I haven't made any bad dev picks yet. Um, I'm a little down on Tank Bigsby right now, but I still think he could be a sol- uh, you know, solid player. Um, but the uh, in the rookie draft last year, I in the 15th pick and the 17th pick, I picked Dwayne Eskridge and Deami Brown. I believe Dwayne Eskridge has now shortened his name to D. Eskridge. Um, That's who it is? Yes. yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just D-E-E. Um, and, uh, so I got both of them hoping, thought one of them would, would do good. And just neither, they're both right receivers. Neither of them has done good. Neither of them. I think I, I finally dropped, uh, the Eskridge now and just, yeah, neither of them have done very good for me. They've, they were kind of, they were both kind of disappointed. So those are definitely, definitely my, my worst picks. Um, you know, I, I have some, you know, my, obviously my picks this year are kind of, I don't know. You know, who knows how Greg Dulcich will turn out. He looks pretty good, though. Um, who knows what will happen with John Mechie. He, you know, might never play a game. But, uh, but yeah, those – those even even still, like, I have more hope for them than I did for, for Dwayne Eskridge and Deami Brown. Yeah. 
I like your Greg Dulcich pickup a lot, actually. Oh, yeah, thank you. For how late that I, was. I like your John Mechie. I still yeah. wish I had him. Yeah. I still like what you said about people having heart. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but with your D. Eskridge and Deami Brown, I mean, there really wasn't a player picked after him, though. I mean, yeah. Nathan Collins has per- done pretty well. He's yeah, he's okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Elijah Eli- Mitchell. Yeah, he's definitely the best after Which that. He, he was dropped, too, because I picked up Elijah Mitchell as a free agent, like, off waivers. Yes. No, I know. I I forgot who Elijah Mitchell was, and Jason was, like, wanting to pick someone up off waivers and was, like, asking who he should drop, and I was like, yeah, I guess you can drop Elijah Mitchell. That's actually my – so that's actually my fault. Um, <laughs> I'm the one who – He's a grown ever, man. I've never heard that before. Yeah, so, and he was like, he was, yeah, and then he was mad at me. I was like, well, sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> you, can't, like, you can't be mad at someone if you're asking for their advice. No, yeah. He'll, yeah, he, he'll, he'll, he'll get mad at me sometimes about, uh, about the random, about like some, like, like some, some trade he'll, he, he made. And he's like, oh, I don't know if that one was worth it. Like months and months later. And like, you know, like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. And I was like, dude, I, <laughs> You can't. You're not allowed to get mad at me when I'm helping you. <laughs> uh, I have made so many <laughs> dumb trades, dude. You, you'll get numb to it at some point. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're right, you're right, Jason. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember all my trades, much less ten percent of them. Yeah. I think I had twenty in the off season. I think I made twenty trades in the off season this, alone. This this off season? Yeah. Oh my God! You are you're coming for Caden. Well, I was of... I was putting in work because I was I had so many picks and I was just I just wanted to be a playoff team just to see yeah. what it was like. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I then I ended up trading uh, DeAndre Swift so it didn't really make a difference. But right. I, but I, hey, enough enough about me, Logan. Uh, how about <laughs> Brian? Do you have any more picks about Lo- or sorry questions about Logan in particular, or do you want to get more into the league stuff? No, I want to ask. Well, I want to. I want him to grade his rookie picks. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so I was not, not like each one, but total but overall. I, I okay, considering okay, the, let's, let's list where I've drafted. So the first two seasons, we had a stupid, uh, like lottery system where anyone could technically jump up to first, and yeah. anyone could yeah. drop all the way down. Yeah, it was stupid, um, and I don't know why we did that. So, but. <laughs> I so I somehow even though I did not win the league I ended up with the last pick in the first round both of the first two years um the uh and so the first year I picked T Higgins which I think was obviously a really good pick and then traded him stupidly but that's that's not important for the, for this exercise um, first year was the best rookie draft we've had yeah well opinion. it was well, it was amazing because we ha- we had only had uh one dev one draft dev up out. to that yep. yes so it was yes it was still loaded um the but yeah so i got um so yeah that that was a good pick darrington evans was i mean that was you know 24th overall pick there's probably someone better i could have chosen but i'm not gonna like really dock myself for that um i the next next year i picked Kadarius tony as uh in, in the first round with the last overall pick in the first round, number 12, um, who I will say is better a better pick than Jake's pick right before of Larry Roundtree. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, but it is a much, much, much worse pick than Yasha's pick at number 13 of Amon Ross St. Brown. So uh-huh. I definitely I, – I could have done better there. Although I will say I think he kind of 
jumped at Amon Ross St. Brown a little bit. If if, if I remember correctly, I'm, I think because he's a USC player, I think I'm guessing he was probably projected to go a little later. At um, the time, at the time, you're correct, Amon Ross, because yes. I was eyeing Amon Ross too. But instead, I looked up some ran- random article about players to jump for and try to get. And so I saw Larry and I picked him like a. Yeah, uh, yeah, it happens. It happens. You, you live and you learn. I can't yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so fun fact, real fast on Kadarius or the Monroe St. Brown. I actually had Pat Fryer move at thirteen, and then Monroe St. Brown. So it kind of shows you where I had him. Uh, so I actually had him as second on my big board at the time, but Pat, Pat Fryer moved first. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I um. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So then, yeah, and then of course my Dwayne Eskridge and Deami Brown picks, which aren't obviously didn't work out, but. After number 14, basically, aside from Elijah Mitchell, basically none of those have worked out. I mean, Khalil Herbert's okay. He's never going to be a starter, though. So, I mean, I just – I don't – yeah, I don't – I don't – I mean, they, they weren't great, but I don't, I'm not really, like, beating myself up about it. Um, and then in this year's draft, I took uh, John Mechie, number 23 overall, which is my first pick in the draft. Um, that one's a flyer, but I do think he has the most – the highest potential of anyone that came after him. Um Except for maybe, I guess, like Bailey Zappi, if he some if he ends up becoming something, or maybe Pacheco if he actually takes it like fully takes the job and becomes like a bell cow or something. But other than that, I, you know, I feel as strongly about Mitchie as I do about any of those guys. Um, and then with the second last pick in the draft, I put I took Greg Dulcich, who I think I mean you saw he was injured for the first like five games, and then his first game he plays, he basically you know he make, forces the Broncos to kick. Albert O to the curb um, to, um, you know, to, to give him like 75% of the snaps as, as, you know, in, in his first career game. So I think, I think I, I'm actually, I'm not, yeah, I'm like we talked and talked about, I'm really, really happy about that pick. Um, so overall, I would probably give myself about a, a B or so, maybe B plus. I, I think that I, I think I've done just about as good as I could have with the positions I've drafted. I have never, I mean, I've never, but the thing is I've never been in a high leverage position where I could be making like a make or break pick. I've never had, you know, the, I've never had the, a top five pick where if I make a good pick, it's like going to, you know, be amazing for my team. Or if I make a bad pick, it's going to like potentially, you know, ruin my whole dynasty. So I, I, I've, I've, I, but I think I've done well considering the, the low value picks I've had. I was going to give you a solid B-plus, actually, also. Okay, there you go. A very similar thing. I was like, you, you picked T. Higgins, great pick there. But, again, there was Michael Pittman there right after. But beyond mm-hmm. that, it was kind of fell off, besides, like, Jalen Hurts, we yeah. talked about before. Mm-hmm. But then you had the couple duds in the 2021. But they weren't really duds because no one behind them really did anything. Yeah. So I, I agree. B-plus is pretty solid. Yeah. I'm with you. I, thought, like, I think Logan's done very well. Thank you. Yep. The, the dev draft on the other hand with Chenault kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah, well, no, I well, except that I, I did not. I only took Chenault for my dad. I Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I only took Chenault for my dad. That was – I immediately um, – it was because my dad took um, C.D. Lamb a few picks ahead of me, two picks ahead of me, and I really – who I really wanted. So I uh, I basically immediately traded away – uh, or I, I asked him who he wanted. I picked he wanted Laviska Chenault. I picked him. And I traded him Laviska and uh, Sterling Shepard, I believe. Maybe some money. 
for we talk about that last week? CD. I think we did. I think yeah, we did. I think we. I think yeah, we did. Right. Yeah, anyway, about every turn. Yeah, anyway, don't right. yeah, don't bl- <laughs> don't don't blame LaVisca Chanel on me is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Even I mean, then, that wasn't a bad that wasn't a bad pick at the time. I didn't want to have you grade your developmental picks just because most of them, especially in the last two years, they haven't really developed. Yeah, I I will say with my in 2020, I had the the last pick and I got George Pickens and I think that was pretty a pretty good pick. I uh, right. yeah, which. Kind of, I'm, I'm really sad that I don't have him anymore, but it was, uh, for the time, very good. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I completely agree. I think you've done well in the draft, draft too, uh, to be fair. You've done a really good job, at which we'll talk about this during your uh, team overview, but I think you've done a really good job at monopolizing the running back in this draft, yeah, yeah. especially because this draft is so highly, like, taught after. What's that word? What's that saying? Highly, either way, highly sought, sought because, after. Yeah. Sought after. Thank you. That's <laughs> highly sought after because of the running backs, and you've taken them. So that's really solid. Yeah. Well, now that we're talking about the the drafts, the developmental drafts, the rookie drafts, Logan, let's talk about formation of the league. What do you want to say first? Well, I uh, I was gonna, and so so I have I, I have a few things, but um, I. Uh, so I do want to clear up. I feel like people probably wonder like what I even do as commissioner or, or as co-commissioner because I do too. Like, yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. every, I mean, because it start well, so it started out me and Brian doing the like administrative stuff pretty evenly, but Brian, like, I think really likes that stuff. Like just doing that type of thing. So I've kind of let him just kind of do it. Cause I think he just, he just enjoys doing it. Um, it's really our. Uh, I would say I, I, you know, I kind of try to think about it. I would say how how we operate as co commissioners is sort of like a Brian's like the CEO and I'm like the chairman of the board type of deal, where I like I am like more involved with like the uh, the like high level like rulemaking and stuff. Um, like we, I talk about that with him a lot. And then he, but he, I pretty much just let him handle the most of the administrative stuff because basically, I mean, I just, it's, I just don't really care about it that much. Um, and, you know, and he, he doesn't seem to mind doing it. So, but that's, uh, so I, you know, I, I, I uh, you know, that's not to, that's not to say that Brian's not involved in the, uh, in, in the rulemaking and stuff. I, I mean, you know, we're, we're involved pretty equally in that, but I just, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm a commissioner, but yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not super involved in the, in the day-to-day stuff. Yeah, then the main thing is if you start splitting, I feel like when we realized when we were splitting it up, it started getting confusing of who was entering what on the show. Yeah, yeah. People were like sending both of us trades and stuff. And it was, yeah, it was kind of messy. Um, so it probably, yeah, it probably works better with just with Brian doing it. Um, I mean, I, you know, a lot and, of, and a lot of what we do is just like ideas and like, mm-hmm. and I will. Oh, ideas, and then usually uh, we'll just talk it out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'll a lot of times I'll be the one who like whenever we I'll, I'll usually write the rules whenever whenever we come up with a new rule I'm usually the one who like puts pen to paper and and you know comes up with the exact wording for it I guess um, I did that as well but yeah so I just I just wanted I wanted to make make that note because I figured people probably um, are probably really curious like what I even do as co commissioner. Um, the, uh, I actually went back earlier today and was kind of I was kind of looking at the um, the texts from me and Brian forming the league, 
and you know, kind of like how it how it exactly came to be. I wasn't how sure far back did you go in your text messages? Well, <laughs> yeah. I I search. I just search. I, I I searched, and I I I. This is this is another thing I want to talk talk about. But I searched the name TJ because I remember specifically us talking about TJ <laughs> at that time, and I knew that we probably had not talked about him since then. Um, so I uh, so I just searched TJ, and it it brought up. Um, it, it, and, it, and it took me to him, but the, uh, we basically like from the very beginning. So it was like, Brian, I think had the idea to start a, a keeper league. Um, and then I, and cause he was, or it was going to keep a dynasty league. And cause he was, we were trying to, I think we'd already been talking about that maybe a little bit. And so then I came in, I was just like, I was at work. I think we were, Brian and I were both at work. I was at my job. I was, I was sitting on 17 green at thin trail. Uh, okay, there you go. Oh, I, was wow. gonna, I was I was about to ask you where you were working at the time. I was working I, at the de- at the de- Department of Communication at the University of Oklahoma, um, and basically at my job where I wasn't at the you know I, off and on, but this was over the summer, so I wasn't really doing anything. This was August fourteenth, twenty nineteen. So Brian like sends this this pretty long message about just kind of his like you know some stuff for the league and stuff, talking about like money and the, and the lottery. Oh, this is, oh, so Brian's the one that came up with the stupid lottery system, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, at uh, least there was a lottery. That's true, in, yeah. In practice, it made sense-ish because <laughs> it, it was like, depending on where you finished, that's how many lottery balls yeah. you got. But it just wasn't practical. No, yeah, it was just, it was too spread out. Um, yes. But, yeah, and so then, um, and he came up with some of the stuff, and but then, so then I send this, like, this text... That has fourteen points of that. I mean, this is like this is like I have to scroll like five times to get past the whole text, um, and it's just about so it's like make it a dynasty league with the and this is like almost so this is almost all the rules we still have that I came up with like in this one text. The uh, it's been and, and I know Brian talked about this in the first the in the first uh, um episode but it's basically so it was just let's do all the crazy stuff we've always wanted to do in a fantasy league so make it a dynasty league where you can only keep your starters plus one bench player and uh oh at the time i said one rookie we eventually uh changed that for the um to be the 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 rule we have now where if a player has three or less years of service i am so glad you changed that yeah i am too um, we actually changed that before the season even started. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, that. But this, this is what. Yes. Yeah, this was like the original thing. Um, replace defense with IDPs. One defensive lineman, one linebacker, one defensive back. Um, each year there's a rookie draft. Um, then a free agent auction draft. Um, the auction. There should be an auction draft the first year for the startup. That way, theoretically, every team starts out equally good. Um, the. Uh, let's see. Um, 0.5 points uh, per reception and 0.5 points per rushing or receiving first down um, to basically balance between receivers and running backs. The uh, top five playoff spots are determined by record with the sixth sixth spot uh, being determined by the highest scoring team outside of the top five. Um, The 10 bonus points for uh, breaking or tying an individual NFL record, which we still have, although it is very rarely used because it's really hard to administer. Um, uh, or a championship game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, game. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, uh, the super flex position. 
Um, let's see the uh, the FAAB um, for for free agents throughout the year. Um, the ability to pay ten dollars more during the season to get additional FAAB budget. Uh, the uh, the league history, which which we have now, which Brian kind of uh, keeps with all the um, the historical drafts and everything. Um, the uh, the league group me so that everyone can talk more easily than than inside like the Yahoo app or whatever. Um, an IR spot um, that would is important for Dynasty, so you can hold on to players and. Uh, Let's see where is it. Oh, and then the last thing is the uh, the dev draft. So all this stuff, I bet like almost everything that's in the league, I basically send in one text message. <laughs> so which is like Brian said, like, we need a rule. We need a document. <laughs> that's not yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it uh, it was. Oh, I even in the next text. So Easton didn't even join until the next the the second season. In the next text, here's what I said. It could be the greatest fantasy league anyone has ever been in. <laughs> we honestly, we honestly might let Easton join too if we have an opening to have another person that we're for sure talking to a lot and will be held accountable. So yep. <laughs> I even predicted East. I even predicted Easton joining. <laughs> was this wow. the greatest text you've ever sent? It, probably it was. It was pretty good. It, I mean, the most it was, influential that, text in his entire it, life, probably. Right. Yeah. It's got to be. Um, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty good. But um, anyway, so sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't really didn't mean to to go on so long about about specifically about that text. But it was. Uh, but so basically, during that that time, it was kind of a. I I so before that, I've kind of thought a lot about what makes a good fantasy league, um, and I and so I really wanted to basically. The, I think the number one thing for a good fantasy league is passion. Um, you need, you need players who care. Um, it's a rule set that makes people care. And then like administrative, uh, functions that make people care. So, so for player, well, so I'll, I'll go backwards cause I think the players who care is the most interesting, but so for admin, like in like admin, administrative functions that make people care, you need like the history, the record keeping, stuff like that. Um, and then also the, the in-person events, like we've, you know, now we, we just had a poker night. We had the, uh, the in-person pod draft and trophy presentation, stuff like that. I think is really important that that type of thing for, for like league, league camaraderie. Um, Cause it's really, it's really hard to, uh, you know, be in a league that you don't like if you don't know the people or whatever. And, uh, and so, you know, and we started this league where like half the people didn't know the other half of the people, because this is basically a super league. Um, but you know, between these two, this, so, you know, it was mostly it was between, you know, this league that, uh, we'd had for a long time with the, um, that started from like Mr. Shaw's class. And then this league that I was in, um, that I, you know, I know I talked about it last week, but the one I've been in since I started college. And so we just basically, you know, found all the guys who, you know, really cared about, fantasy football and put them in one league. Um, the, uh, and so, you know, with, with that, it was, it was important to, uh, you know, have a group me and get, and, you know, to get talking and, you know, get guys to kind of, kind of care about it. Um, the, uh, so the, another thing is the, uh, you know, I talked about is uh, having rules that make people care. So 
you know, the dev draft. So you're caring about the league, you know, potentially year round. I mean, you're always, you know, the, the dev draft is probably for me, the number one thing that makes me, you know, I, I'm thinking about it like all the time. Cause I'm always thinking about like, what, who's, who do I want with my next year's dev pick? You know, whenever was, I'm watching Paul, sorry, yeah. go ahead. I was I'm laying what, in bed Saturday night watching. I don't even want to say the team I was watching. <laughs> and, think, and thinking, wow, I want that dude next year. Really? TCU. Who? Were you watching TCU play? I, oh, I thought you said OSU. And I was like, I would never draft a Pope. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not TCU. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So then the uh, yeah, so the dev drafts so like makes you think. I like, I think about it like a ton during the off season because I think those dev picks are just so important for your team. So it's like I put a ton of thought into them. Um, then you know the rookie draft. The uh, I would I think the um, you know the most probably the most unique thing about our league is the uh, the the rolling FAAB where it's like one budget that you have for all these different things throughout the season, like the dev draft, the free agent draft and free agency throughout the season. I think that's – I've never heard of another league doing that. Um, I think that's probably one of our – I would say that's probably our, like, biggest innovation with this league that, that really sets it apart. Um, the uh, – and then finally the uh, – you know, the, the – and probably the most important thing is, you know, like I said, finding players who care. Um, you know, I know there was – when we when we made the league, there were a lot of guys from each – each uh, each league that didn't make the cut. I mean, there were there were guys who we you know just immediately were like, okay, we're not going to include them because we know they're not going to care about it. Um, but then you know there were guys who, you know, we there were there were guys who we asked originally. So like like uh, Kale Smith, Brian and I's cousin, uh, you know, one of Jake's friends. We uh, do you still talk to Kale, Jake? Very <clears throat> very sparingly, but when I do very, see him. It's always it's always good to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Kale. Um, but yeah, so like Kale, I know we had we had asked, texted him, or Brian had texted him about it, asking if he wanted to be in it. He said yes, and I was like, Brian, you might want to like text him and be like, "Are you sure?" Because like, like you know, like explain to him like the time commitment that this league's going to be. And then Brian explained mm-hmm. to him, and Kale was like, "Oh, never mind," because <laughs> it's yeah. like it's it's a it's lot. It's not just like, a standard redraft league where you no. just set a lineup once a week. Yeah, exactly. And like, if you're not doing good by week seven, you can like, you know, stop paying attention or whatever. Like, mm. no, like you need to. Yeah, it's like it's gonna take a lot of thought. But it's so like that happened. I I know there was a, there was an issue where I guess me and Brian had kind of like miscounted or something. Basically, we didn't we invited thirteen guys to the league, and there's only twelve spots, obviously. So at the, at the, kind of the end, we were like, oh crap, what are you know like that we were kind of worried about it. Um, but there was this one guy who got invited who uh, he was like someone that we've known since, I mean, we we're young. I don't, Brian, when did you meet TJ? <laughs> like, like at the age of like eight or nine? Something TJ, like that. TJ Avery, TJ Avery. Third grade, yeah. so probably eight years old. Yeah. TJ, TJ would have put in 10 times the effort that Xander did. Just well, but I don't think he would have stuck. That wasn't the issue. The it, That wasn't the issue. The issue was that we knew he had, like, been to prison. So well, uh, there is that. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, like, we got texted everyone else, and, like, everyone else had responded and said, yes, they were in. And then and then TJ finally got back to Brian and was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. 
like really excited and Brian had to be like, like a week uh, later. Yeah, like way later. TJ TJ's the goat, man. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I text him every now and then about anime and disc golf. Oh, do you really? You still yeah. talk to him? That's crazy. A future addition to the league one day. Yeah, I mean, yeah maybe I so, a, honestly. I, I had a guy that I was telling about this league at Oktoberfest that he is a huge sports guy. But yeah. he was like, dude, this is everything I've ever wanted in a league. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? And like, I could tell he really wanted me to invite him. But I was like, but we're full. <laughs> That's so funny. No, we're there's so many, there's so many people that I always think like, oh, they'd probably be good in the league. But there's just like there's not room. So I don't know. Uh, I want you know maybe some point we'll have some turnover. We'll see. But I've Caden's been wanting to do a second league, not to compete with this one, but just to because he he loves this. Like he yeah, that's, so much. That's and I also, like, that's, yeah, that's I also my do. worry is that it just like it almost like cannibalizes itself. Just yeah, like that's other league happens. Uh huh. That that's yeah. That's the worry. Also, I don't. Yeah, that just yeah. I'm, I'm I I don't want to. Yeah, I almost I because I, I don't mind having another one that like that you know maybe like slightly different guys, guys. But that's my thing. It can't be with right. the same group of guys because if you do that, it's over. Right. Yeah. It has to be a very small like. Yeah, like very small overlap. Yeah. So my work yeah. actually, uh, like I kind of told a couple people about my league, and the commissioner right now—it's a sixteen-person league. I've talked about before. He actually wants to do a similar league with the twelve most, like ten to twelve most, like involved people in the league for next year. And I was that's, like, look, I was what like, when people quit or they get fired. yeah. That's what I was about to say. That's that's dangerous with work because yeah, yes, people. I, I, well, I, that's what I was also. I was like, it's also a time commitment of the administration. I was like, I just can't do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Especially if you beat the crap out of your boss one day. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to look at you different, Brian. Uh-huh. That's how I'm maybe, looking maybe at you Maybe you'll be the boss. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you can look up. It's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, um, but, yeah, anyway, that, that was mostly what I wanted to talk about with the, the league itself. Uh, you know, I, I think, I, you know, not to – I don't want to beat it into the ground or anything, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good league. We uh, think I think every everyone everyone seems to enjoy it quite a bit, and I think it's it's really turned out even like even better. I mean, I had high hopes for it, but it's really turned out better than mm-hmm. I expected. This is the only league I actually truly care about, to be honest. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's just it's not even close. I mean, yeah, I, okay, I guys, wish here's the deal, really quick. I'm gonna blow my nose. And I know this is going to get caught up, and I can't eat myself. So just just enjoy this for about two or three seconds. Okay. <laughs> Man. Okay, I all hope clear. You get their privilege. Of a all clear. <laughs> all clear. <laughs> oh, I'm going to look up back and listen to it. Uh, well logan you talked about rules but what's your favorite rule change um well i don't know about rule change but addition yeah i mean just in general my favorite rule is the i think the well the dev draft is definitely my favorite rule but i but like i said i think what makes our league unique is the the rolling faab um i think that there like that adds a lot of strategy um, to the different, like how much you want to bid on stuff. So I think I think that's really um, really good. I'm even think I'm trying to think about like different rule changes we've made. Um, I should I should have pulled up the the list. Um, 
My favorite by but, far is definitely just the uh, immediate. We you can keep uh, players if they haven't completed their fourth year. I like that uh, one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's by far the best one. I mean, that really set. We had a good rules, and we had. I think immediately we just had to change that. Mm-hmm. That was something. That's we the did. only one that currently keeps. Like in addition to the flip side of what you're about to say, Brian. Sorry, but I feel the only thing that keeps the current free agent draft even remotely fun because we have to drop guys that are so old yeah but but that's it because that's the one i've gone back and forth from thinking about um this league in the future if it's truly like keeper league where you get to keep all your players and and whatnot if that's been something but i think ultimately i still like that rule yeah because i mean i just think i mean once you've once you've given them a few years to develop like you should you should be forced to make those decisions yeah about like who you Uh, actually want to keep in Which the, I in mean, the, like, in the same token, though, if you've drafted well, you've cultivated these. Like, I guess not. You're not the one doing the work. Like, you know, it takes a receiver two to three years, or running back a, a year to kind of develop. You almost feel like you earn having those guys on your team because you've sat with them for so long. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're still there, but at the same time, uh, it keeps the league a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it keeps it a little more lively. So I like it. Yep. Um. Least favorite rule that you got. What'd you say? Brian, you're going to have a better intro. No, you're going to have a better intro. I can hear it it started, so you bring it. Bring the thunder. No, we'll just ask, Logan, what's your least favorite rule change? I mean, I don't really have any – I mean, mean, me and Brian pretty much decide what the rules are. I mean, we don't we don't vote on them, but I mean, but we but we you know we don't vote on them, but we are the ones who like set the table with the rules for the most part. Um, so I I don't really have one that I hate. Um, or anything. Honestly, like I don't even have anything. I don't. I really like right now. I cannot. I don't really have anything that I want to change. I there. You know, there's some stuff like I think that maybe we could give more. And this is, this is not talking, this is, you know, not, not about, uh, you know, this is not a rule we currently have, but this is like, you know, rules I think we could change, like maybe giving, um, you know, and this is from listening to you guys, you guys talk on the pod and some of Jake's suggestions, but, you know, maybe we could give more money to the like lower down players going into the dev draft so that it could, they could potentially have a little more money to spend on the dev draft, um, help with parity a little bit, um, you know, we could, uh, and then you know, with the draft draft, maybe make it to where it's more—it's an open auction rather than a closed or a blind auction, so that you're, uh, you know, you actually, I guess, know who you're spending the money on. So, because you know, some people are just kind of naturally more aggressive than others in that in that sort of situation. And I don't know if those are even like good rule changes to make, but those are those are just some that I've I've thought about here recently. But really, I mean, there's no. There's really no rules that I like dislike. I think the league's really good, and I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it's yeah, you know, it's just solid in general. So I, I had this later on about uh, thoughts about league. It's not even really league rule changes per se. I think that we should have a league awards. Uh, just I like agree. Something that we all because uh, we were talking about like thinking about other leagues and like hey, what makes a league good. That's what you mentioned, Logan. I read mm-hmm. the uh, Matthew Berry uh, fantasy book that you actually gave me a couple years ago. This oh, summer. yeah, yeah. And one of the things is, like, you should have league awards, uh, and no matter what, you should have a last place finish. And so I've thought about these two specifically in depth. I think league awards is good. We can do, like, a 
we can do a nominous vote or probably not a nom- maybe a nominous everyone except me and you. And yeah. I would have to do it. And it's like, that would be a good, another history thing that we could always bring up. Like, yeah. Who's no, the I agree. GP? Who's the wor- best GPM or GM or who the worst GM is. Uh huh. No, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, no, I totally agree. I don't uh, think we should. Well, well, I, well, go ahead. Yeah. So I know the last place where you're going to say, I don't think we should yeah. have that. So we should not, but I don't think it should be specific to think. I think it's whoever wins the, the lottery. I don't think it's whoever gets the best odds in the lottery, but whoever actually wins the lottery. And that you could get first place and then somehow win the lottery. Then I think that's who in the last place. And I don't think anything crazy. Obviously, I don't think I should go get a tattoo or anything. I think you should give, uh, give them a toilet bowl award. And it, they have to write their name on it when they get last place, and it gets passed around. So it's literally like a toilet seat that you pass yeah. around because I mean, they got yeah. last. Just, like, I like something, something like – yeah, I like something like that more because I just don't want there to be, because like I, I, you know, the basically you don't want a negative only, connotation with get coming in last in the league because it'll make people who are not very good not look forward to it. Exactly. So, yeah. Like so, if you're yeah, like I want people to be able to honestly, like I, I like I'm a big believer in tanking. I think it's stupid that the NBA has done so much to like try to like get rid of it and stuff because I think that the, for small market teams. And, you know, for lower down teams in our league, I think that is like the only way to get better. Otherwise, you're just going to be stuck in the middle forever. So, I I mean, I, I just don't want to – yeah, I don't want to – basically, I don't want people to be, like, scared to tank because, I mean, that's that's kind of what you have to do to get better. No, I agree. I think if it is something, it could be something minor. Obviously, yeah, I mean – I, yeah. I, I, I love the uh, Waffle House one, but that's a little yeah. too much. That, yeah, that one cracks cool. me up. Yeah, but even, but up. even then, it's like, what are you really losing? Like, maybe uh, everyone's fees are – maybe you don't have to pay for it, and everyone's fees are $5 more or whatever, and that's what they have to do at the end of the year. Yeah, or, yeah it could be something like that. Yeah, it's just uh, something small. It's nothing that you're going to regret, but maybe it makes it where, like, the Waffle House thing would be really cool because you could get a lot of people together. And or a spicy I, pepper. Have you guys ever had, like, a Reaper anything? No, I haven't. The reaction to that is so funny. So I actually eat them every now and then with a coworker, and I've had them with like my friends before as like a just a challenge kind of thing. Uh-huh. It it is pretty painful for about like twenty twenty five minutes, but it's also hilarious, especially if you know someone does it with you or or you go through it because it doesn't last forever. Like it it goes away, but it is a, it's really funny. So something like that. I think is on the much more aggressive side, but it's still funny. It's still like a camaraderie thing. You can all get together. Yeah. Be a part of. Yeah, that's, but. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So next topic, I'm going to be the judge in this situation between y'all two. Yeah. I, I've been wondering what this is. This even is. I, Me I, too. Tips. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You both of you, cause Jake, uh, you definitely think that we should not keep all of our money every year. And Logan, you think we should keep all of our money? Wait, 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 wait. I thought. Are you saying like from year to year? Yes, year to year. Uh, I wouldn't say definitely because my thought process goes left and right all the time on it, Brian. Uh, I'll say that I think something needs to potentially change. uh, Okay. With with in reference to the dev draft and like money allocation, Uh, I don't think that we need to completely get Mm. rid of it. Uh, Now, granted, in the same actually, we'll get into it right now. in the same token, I think that so many leagues don't bring the money in like to the year after year after year because it creates a – it's I'll say more of a fairness aspect to it. 
they they don't have money go transfer year after year because some teams, for instance, like Chris, Chris has three hundred thirty dollars right now on his team, and that's I'm not going to say that's a lack of effort on his part with his team, but he has a really good team. He has never really had to make a play in the free agent market for it. He doesn't really make a whole lot of plays in the uh, uh, in the dev draft. If he were to get like three devs, Chris could get the top three devs in that year. Uh, or like for Caden or for myself, for instance, we're trying to claw our way back because being honest, we both did not do a very good job in the original like auction draft system for it. And so we're actually making plays left and right on the free agent wire, trying to get players that are worth it for picks. And so, I mean, Greg, it is literally all how you want to play the game. It's all, it's all added to strategy. The money allocated towards the end of the year doing the dev draft, it is all a strategy-based thing. I think that with this being an experimental league and it being like the first year for all of us, I think some of us handled it incorrectly. And now we have to pay for it for like the next four or five years, depending on how long it's going to go. So I don't think it's necessarily wrong to bring the money in next year, Brian. Um, I am not going to say it's my favorite thing right now, but I also don't know how to fix it, if that makes sense. Like I'm up for, I'm up for like listening to any suggestions, anything that could keep fairness in the league and whatnot and all that jazz. So I, okay. So we originally started, when we originally started it, it, the, the money dropped from, you know, like whatever money you have coming in to the next season dropped by 50%. So you only got 50% of what you had coming out. I, Jake, I thought you were the one who wanted us to keep all of our money. It, it was Jake. Yes, uh, it was. So what, what is this? I don't... <laughs> Jake has you now sound, changed you, his mind. How is, like, how is you, Jake you on like both... you're getting stabbed in the back, Logan. Well, I just don't understand <laughs> how Jake like is that. on like both sides of this <laughs> argument. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't really feel that, I don't feel that passionately about it. I was fine with 50%. I'm the one that came up with the 50% idea because I thought it would be good to uh, to basically curb inflation in the league because I knew what's happening right now with the dev picks and them getting more expensive like I knew that was going to happen um, and so that's why I had the fifty percent the fifty percent thing. To so, be uh, fair, Logan, it probably wasn't looking super far ahead during that period of time. Just being honest with with the yearly thing and not in terms of like the inflation and whatnot. Uh, now, granted, I think fifty percent. I think doing the fifty percent thing now, like looking back on it, I think that better influences guys in the league to spend more of their money throughout the year mm-hmm. and and not make the dev draft so kind of ridiculous in terms of the overall budget that's there. So like I'm going to sit here and probably say it was probably not the right thing to do during that period of time. I don't remember Brian, if that was me who came up with that or if that was Caden or somebody else. It was definitely uh, you it, who it brought, was, brought was it up. Literally just me. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> but, but I had your, I, I like the rule because I think you should always have flexibility. I don't think. You yeah. Should. No, I don't. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other. I, I no. do think, I think we first should for sure bring money from one season to the next because I, I just think that that, I think that makes sense. I mean, I think it, it changes your whole strategy um and and like it's fine if you want to if you look into if i look into the future right now and i say i think arch manning is going to be the best quarterback ever then i can you know or not even arch manning because someone someone further down the line someone who's a freshman in high school right now if i see someone yeah, if I see Easton, no, and Easton I think, had Easton's backs all messed up. I'm not. That's true. Anything. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's too much of an injury injury risk. He's a big question <laughs> he's, mark. He's injury prone. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but you know, some like someone who yeah, who's like a freshman in high school or whatever. You know, like if I saw Adrian Peterson as a freshman in high school, and I'm like, I want him. 
but I'm like, I'm not going to waste a dev pick on him that yet because I know none of these other idiots in the league know who he is. So there's no point in spending it right now, but I want to wait. So, but you know, wait until he's, you know, more better known. And so then if I want to, I can basically not spend any money for the next three years. And then when he's a senior in high school, I can go pick Adrian Peterson, spend $400 in the dev draft to get number one to make sure I get him and, and get him. So I just think that it's, you know, I, I just think the strategy of it is so good that you can like, you can, you can save up your money over time and um, basically do whatever you want. And like, honestly, Chris has done that. I, it is, it's crazy how much money he has, but it's, I, I don't, and I don't know if this has been his strategy to save up this money or what. I don't really know what his his plan I'll ask is him with the next it. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you guys having him on next? Nice. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't know what exactly what his strategy is, but I think that it's. Uh, I mean, I, I it's it's. I mean, I think this is kind of the intent is for people to be able to build up a lot. And I think I think that this league and and having the FAB that rolls over, I think it requires a lot of thought. And a lot yeah. and a lot of actual strategy for it. And I'm just going to be straight with myself. I don't think I had that strategy looking into it, especially at the beginning. And so it put certain teams into a hole, whether that be Jason, myself, Caden. Um, I guess you could Caden, a couple of others. Yeah, well, but not obviously he's paying for it. That's part of his strategy. Yeah. But like to what, what you just said, you and Chris have had very good teams, Logan. You haven't had to make pushes because you already have I mean, studs on your rosters you haven't had to try to make swings for anybody within the dev draft or try to push your way up to the front like multiple years in a row so you can wait you can wait two three years to get a Bijan. No, I, no, I mean i've gone i've gone all out the past two seasons look um, at it in a second let me let me pull it up because i want to say he's been number one and number two the last two years. yeah the last two seasons i was no yeah i was number one How last do you have season so much money because I, I i don't spend that much during the off season and then when it came to the dev draft, I like this year, I only had this year going, I haven't spent any money in free agency this year. Um, and going into the season, I only had $33. That's what I still have. So I basically was, it's because I was willing to be, as I talked about, some people are like more willing to be more aggressive with it. I was willing to spend, you know, uh, almost all of my money on this dev pick because I, you know, really wanted Bijan or this year I really wanted CJ Stroud, which is who I ended up not getting. But, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, but I really wanted him. And so that was like my whole, that was my whole, my whole goal. So I, uh, I mean, I just, I think there's a strategy to it. I think you can, you can play it in a certain way that no matter where you are, you can pretty much, if you really want a guy, you can go get him. So I think the one rule change that I think we should have, I think I've talked myself into, but not hundred percent by any means. I think the six teams that don't make the playoffs should get additional money. Yeah. I don't know if that should be staggered, if it, the worst should get more, and the sixth person who didn't make the mm-hmm. playoff I, gets I, I the don't, I don't know, right? I like, I like that idea. I like the idea of, like, fairness in the league. But, I like, at the same time, like, I, 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 I'm trying not to sound like a hypocrite for everything that I've just said right now. Because <laughs> I want to say, the, like, the first three years of doing this, it has been a massive learning experience. Like – Myself playing throughout this period of time, I did not draft very good, uh, like at all, for, like the auction style. I have I didn't trade very well at the beginning, and I've had to learn how to like come up from that like to the point where I'm at now. And so like I'm in a hole, like just being straight, I'm in a hole among some like some other guys. And so I was trying to see if this league was if it's fair, if it favors the teams that are on the higher end. I think currently it does, but. 
I'd have to sit and think about it for like a lot longer than I've actually done to see if it's worth adding money to the guys on the lower end. Cause do you, I don't see like a lot of the guys in this league being okay with that necessarily for giving the guys who are at the lower end more money. Do you think, I guess Logan is, is at the top. So Logan probably speaks. I, I think people, I would be fine with it. I mean, I, I'm always for, I make all, all, all my decisions I make are for the health of the league. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, it's like, you know, I, I mean, even I'm always like, I'll never screw Easton over in a trade or anything because I want him, you know, to be good. I, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I want, I want all the teams to be good. Um, even though I help him, you know, and, and, but he's still my competitor, you know, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and so it's kind of the same, like, I'm always thinking about like, okay, how do we make the league healthy and stuff? And so right now I think it's really, really healthy. I think we have like, you know, I, I think we have basically Brian Caden and our dad who is, who are trying actively trying to lose. And then you have a couple teams um, that are kind of in the middle in, uh, in you, Jake and Keegan. And then basically the other seven teams are all in like win now mode, really going for it. And so I, I I think that right now where the league is 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 super mm-hmm. healthy. Um, you know I don't think we need a ton of change, but I do think that yeah, like Jay, I know you've been kind of down towards the bottom for you know pretty much the entire time you know that we've had the league, and that really sucks. Like it it you know it's 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 not it's not it's not fun to be in that position. I know. No, so, but the grind the grind coming back has kind of been fun in its own way. Yeah, guess, right. But yeah, right. losing is not fun. Losing is not. Yeah. So fun. I mean, I yeah. So I feel for you. I I get it. But so I I do think that um, I think that some sort of because I I do I do see that the dev so that all the talent so the vast majority of the talent goes in the dev in the dev draft. Like Great. there's obviously some players that you know. Or remain until the rookie draft, um, but it's not. Uh, it's not you know always the top tier guys. And then, although in 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 so in one aspect, I think that actually kind of favors the uh, the lower down guys because comparing so comparing the twenty twenty rookie draft to the twenty twenty two rookie draft. Let's see. So picks number one through six in twenty twenty were. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Joe Burrow, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, and Justin Jefferson. All amazing picks at the time. Um, picks number 7 through 12, Henry Ruggs, Antonio Gibson, Brandon Ayuk, Keyshawn Vaughn, Jalen Rager, T. Higgins. Now, not all of those players have worked out. Some, like Henry Ruggs, have had you know basically mm-hmm. no career at all. But they did all – they all had – they basically all had an opportunity to be good. They've all had a, uh, a, you know, pretty, they've had, they've had um, some of them like T Higgins and Brandon Ayuk have had really good careers. Um, Antonio Gibson has kind of been screwed by his coaches, but he's a very good talent. And then there've been some duds like Henry Ruggs or Keyshawn Pond. Um, you compare that to this year, top six are Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker, James Cook, Jameson Williams, and Chris Olave. So, Four of those look like they're going to be studs in Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker, and Chris Olave. Jury's out on Jamison Williams because he's injured. I think he's coming back pretty soon. And then James Cook, you know, who knows what's going to happen with him. Um, I think, I, honestly, I think kind of Yash uh, picked him earlier than he should have. Um, but he, he needed to... running back help. That's, uh, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, then, but then you go to seven through twelve: Sky Moore, Damian Pierce, Kenny Pickett, Jahan Dotson, Jalen Tolbert, and Christian Watson. It is that is a significant drop off, I would say, from the seven through twelve from twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, from difference between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two is that in twenty twenty we'd only had one Dev draft. In twenty twenty two, we've now had three that have totally sucked the talent from the rookie draft. The top, I think that the top six people in this draft, so basically the people at the top of the draft, the top people that are missing the playoffs, are still getting pretty comparable players to what, you know, to, to what the top six guys were getting in the, uh, in, in the beginning. Because, the, uh, you know, the, that there's still the, some top talent that will slip through the cracks and make itself known by the time you're having the rookie draft. However, I think that that 7 through 12, the guys who are in the playoffs, are kind of suffering because that's when there's a big talent drop-off, or a a much more noticeable one than there used to be. Um, You know, aside from Damian Pierce, I, you know, I don't, I can't say I have high hopes for any of these guys, 7 through 12. Jahan Dotson's okay. Um, Kenny Pickett, we'll see. He, uh, you know... Um, he, he, you know, he looks like he could be decent, but who knows? Um, but I, I, I think, so I think that in, in one way, in one sense, I think that the, uh, the dev draft is actually kind of in a little bit helping the guys at the bottom because it's taking, it's if taking smart. seven through 12. <laughs> yeah. If they're smart, Asterisk, if they're smart, which right, again, right. I think, I think a lot of the guys who were lesser now have kind of learned the strategy yes, behind I it. I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think it's kind of helping them because it's, taking those good players away from the 7 through 12. Mm. However, on the flip side, I can see that during the dev draft, because it's anyone can get the number one pick, if, if they are willing to spend enough money, I think that, it, it, yeah, it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't help you see the turnover in the league that you'd like to see. So I think that doing maybe some sort of compromise with, yeah, with giving some money to the guys that missed the playoffs could, could be could be you know advantageous for them and could maybe help with the parity a little bit i think the conversation's worth to be had i don't think you you and you're talking your strategy logan has made me see things a little bit differently than i had previously just being honest so thank you for that yeah Uh, just in terms of really like how people probably should be playing this league like throughout the year because obviously me and Caden, i think we're kind of going out potentially the wrong way with the free agents we were putting a lot of money towards the free agent guys that were available like throughout the year like on waiver wire hoping mm-hmm. to get second round picks or try to find the diamond in the rough, like the Elijah Mitchell kind of going throughout there instead mm-hmm. of just biding your time, waiting, saving up the money and then making a play during the dev draft. I think that was probably would have been the smarter role of going about it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically just, you know, you, you, you have, to, you have to decide in advance. It's, it's a strategy you kind of have to, think about and that's and you know like i said earlier that's like my favorite rule about or one of my favorite rules about the the league because it's it the the rolling fab does it does make the strategy like way higher level than mm-hmm. if you had i think than if you had the if you started over each year because it's just it's it you, you really have to plan things out in advance no i i agree with you uh i think that the teams who drafted really well they didn't necessarily have to I don't want to say be smart about it like afterwards, but I don't think they've had to realize what the strategy is because they've had a good team 
yeah that necessarily unless other than like you and brian because you guys have obviously been working through this developed strategy or whatnot whereas teams who are kind of on the lower end they've kind of seen it more firsthand like man i should have been dumb i should i should have been doing something a little bit smarter throughout it yeah. that's why i which i'm glad we're having the conversation this is the first time you've ever had to blow it up and you had a great team and you have a buku of picks you have I've an had absolute some bad years though I've, I've never gone higher than fifth yeah i guess you're right you've, you've always had a, i feel like a good team though like a he's had really bad injury it's, luck every single yeah. season yeah and that's it's been that's good it's because you had dalvin cook when well, i had christian mccaffrey i had Tricky dobbins <laughs> i mean yeah i've had yeah. the injuries mm-hmm. yeah that, that's well, i mean that's that's huge in this league it's just injuries all right, well, we'll go two more questions. But, Logan, thank you for the conversation, though. And oh, yeah. Having it and kind of seeing where, like, where your viewpoint was on it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, think, I think my biggest issue is more lies within, like, myself. With <laughs> just just you're, being honest. Yeah, like, you're, mad, you're mad at yourself. It's, it's you're not self, mad at the league. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> it's more of self-detriment and, like, kind of seeing how I need to climb my way back up through this. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's more of that. It was kind of a, it being the Experimental Dynasty League being like the first time in a dynasty based system, especially like an auction draft kind of first time going through it, mistakes are made at the beginning and you kind of have to deal with the repercussions throughout it as, as time goes on. But, you know, I feel like as we keep playing this league, all of us will have a better understanding of how to play. And as the years go on, it'll even itself out even more. Yeah. Yeah, right. I agree. Two more questions. What do you think Mr. Shaw would think about us if he heard about this league? <laughs> I think he would not care at all, probably. Um, <laughs> I have you guys ever like if you guys ever like seen Mr. Shaw out in public? Yeah, no. I have. Matt, he, Matt was friends with his daughter, and so I saw him more times than uh, okay. Yeah, he but anytime I'd like randomly see him, like he would almost He's, just like ignore me like i'd say hi to him he'd be like hi and then like, he's a little different he yeah he's a little different class. exactly exactly so i uh yeah i kind of i kind of think he would not care <laughs> to be honest i i don't i think he would be like oh huh yeah like like i i, I do wonder if he would remember the fantasy the fantasy league I, I i feel like he probably would um but i think he would the fact that it you know i think if you started trying to talk to him about it being a dynasty league or something he'd be like he, he would kind of tune you out You'd be like, these weirdos. Yeah, exactly. These are the nerds. Yeah. No, do you think that he just made this fantasy football league with sixth graders as an ego boost? Just absolutely (laughs) stomp those kids? Did he? Bo Duffy won. Bo Duffy did? That's funny. Was that sixth grade or was that eighth grade? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. grade. I was completely wrong. Oh, that's right. That's right. It It was seventh grade. Do you know what I remember from his class? Like, the only thing I remember. That's what? P and S waves because he made the joke that like you need to say if you got to really enunciate it you got to space them out you can't say it fast you got to really say P and S waves because it sounds like penis waves if you say oh, yeah. and Kobe just kept sounding penis waves over and over and over again and Mr. Shaw I think loved it because it only like proved his point and he got so many laughs out of it but the, I will <laughs> never forget that class just because of P and S waves <laughs> yeah that i always that was like probably the class i learned less in than any other class i've ever i ever took in 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 you know grade school 
just because they would be like you know like one day i feel like it was like we would only learn if he came to class like in a bad mood do you guys do you guys yes, remember that yes we had a whole joke day logan where he would just bust out like notes that he'd had with funny like funny jokes throughout the years and he would just read yeah those. yeah so like yeah i mean it was just like almost every day it was like doing nothing like you'd watch you you know he'd turn on mythbusters or you know you'd turn your desk on its back and pretend like you were blasting off into space or whatever, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Um, he, but then like, then there'd be like, he would come into class like one day a week and it would just be like, he'd just be in a random bad mood and make you do work. And, but it was, but then those were the only days that you actually learned on. It was so, it was so bizarre. I've never been in a class like, like I, I truly don't know how he got away with like the lack of teaching that he did. Small school. I, well, yeah, but it's, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, I mean, but like all the other teachers like took their job seriously. So I don't like everyone else like taught, like, I, it was just so weird that he was like the only one that didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, his teaching <laughs> style was like perfect. If you were in like third grade. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Where, where that's more acceptable. You're learning yeah. through that where instead, like, I feel like he's getting more to the, towards the foundation of your education. Yes. Yeah. Huh, I right. thought we would have touched got into that conversation here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Shaw, Mr. Shaw, you somehow stumbled upon this podcast. Uh, we still appreciate you. I appreciate yeah, you. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no offense to Mr. Shaw. I, I did I did really enjoy him as a teacher, of course. He was pretty much every, he was pretty much everyone's favorite class because of the aforementioned lack of learning. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was it was always he was he was he he was a joy, but yeah. Just uh you know. Didn't yeah? Didn't mean to. Uh, don't mean to to attack him too much. But just, just being honest. Well, Logan, obviously, lack of learning from science has translated to this dynasty league. Has there any general <laughs> dynasty philosophies that uh, that has changed? From we haven't discussed already. Oh, oh my yeah. So I uh, well, generally, my uh, my team philosophy. I would say I, there are kind of two. They're Handcuffed. the the core tenets of my uh, my philosophy. What'd you say, Jake? Uh, we know you love handcuffs. Oh uh, yeah, well that's that's part of it. That that's more of a that's more of a secondary uh, rule for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I would say so. My my number one thing is I want to have a long contention window. Um, I don't want to go all in for one year and. You know, so you can kind of – I haven't won a fantasy you – know, I haven't won the league yet, but I've been in second place all three years. You can kind of see – you can kind of, like, in real time see that that philosophy of being true and that I've always been right up there, but I have not won. Um, because I'm basically – you know, I want to extend – I want to extend my, my contention window for as long as possible. That's why, you know, so I'm basically – I'm not willing to – trade away all of my um you know future picks or um or anything like that i i've been holding on to them as much as i possibly can because i want to try to continue to you know as i mean i have josh allen who's still only you know 26 or whatever and i just want to continue with you know my team being good for as long as possible to give myself because you know anything can happen in the playoffs i want to give myself as many possible chances as i can to to win the league even if even if i'm not you know even if maybe i could you know go all in and give myself a 40 percent chance one year i'd much rather have 
sit here with my 25% chance every year because I think that that in the long run will result in, in more championships. Um, then my, my second, uh, part of my philosophy is I, I really believe in, uh, in letting players develop. And so that's, that's part of me, you know, kind of not, uh, um, you know, not making a ton of trades. I, I really believe in, you know, I've, once I've scouted players and stuff and I, and I really believe in them, I like to give them a good amount of time to, uh, um, you know, to try to try to mature. And so obviously I've not always, you, you know, I, I haven't always uh, stuck with this because, you know, early on, I, I, you know, after the, in the first rookie draft following the first season, I drafted T Higgins and then pretty much immediately traded him. And I, I really wish I hadn't done that. Um, and so since then, I've kind of I've given these players tried to give them a longer time to develop rather than trading them. You know, the second they they start giving me some value, um, or even trading them before they give me value. You know, I really, really, really try to give them a chance to to actually uh, develop. And I I do think that a lot of people in the league don't do that enough. I think that people get kind of trade happy and uh, you know, we'll trade, trade away these, these good assets that they've, they've sunk some time into. And I, you know, I do, I do think people should, should, you know, kind of hold on to guys a little bit more in some cases. All I heard, well, Brian, is Logan's anti-trade. That was yeah, he's, he's definitely just adding uh so I'm just going to move on. From that. No, not, <laughs> not you guys. I, I mean, not, in, not you guys in general. I can't really, like, I can't even think of any specific examples, but I just think in general, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of young players get traded when I think that, you know, their, their, their value hasn't been realized quite yet. Well, next segment, it is now the fantasy deep dive. I love the voice, Brian. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm going to give you, I don't know if you can pick this up in my AirPods. I'm I'm clapping for you. Do it again. It's great. Thank you. Now do it again. And I'm not going to interrupt you this time. So let's, let's hear it. Well, I'm already done. So, <laughs> you're the worst. I, I did it once. <laughs> well, quarterback Logan, you got Josh Allen, you got Tom Brady, you got Andy Dalton, you got Jameis Winston. You got four okay quarterbacks. Josh Allen's obviously amazing. Yeah. Tom Brady, Tom Brady's old. Andy Dalton's Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston. What are your thoughts about your quarterbacks? Well, I mean, Josh Allen's the you know best player in fantasy probably right now. Um, I, you know, he gives me twenty eight points every week, which is just insane. You know, I was talking, you know, I yeah, I mean, it was you know, I was talking about Andy Dalton scoring thirty. It's like that's a regular game for Josh Allen. He does he does that you know literally almost every week. Um, it's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, uh, Tom Tom Brady, I uh, I you know I'm happy I'm happy I got him last year. I still think he's gonna turn it around, but it's kind of uh, I don't know. It's kind of concerning, but I just don't I don't know. It doesn't seem like his issues are physical because he seems like he can still throw it okay. So I don't really understand. I don't really know what's going on, but um, anyway, I, I still hope he can turn it around this season and still be a viable option for me. Um, Andy Dalton, I just had because uh, Jameis was out last week, and uh, James was out. Tom Brady, or sorry, Josh Allen was on by, so I basically just need a second quarterback. That's the only reason he's not even on my team right now. And then, uh, and then I have Jameis, who I've had. I, I picked Josh out. Josh Allen and Jameis Winston were my two quarterbacks that I picked 
in the startup draft. And I still have them both. Um, and it's, it's been interesting because the first season, Jameis Winston was a top five QB because he was, because uh, so, he just basically chunked the ball down the field every play. Um, it was, you know, he threw, like, he literally, you know, threw, yeah, I think he, did he, I think he broke, no, no, he was, he, it was like he made, he achieved, he, he achieved like the modern record for interceptions in a season or something like that. Like he had, he had I, I think he was the like first 30, quarterback 30. to go 30, 30. Yeah. Yes. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. He just like, yeah. So an ungodly number of interceptions, but he also had a ton of touchdowns um, and a ton of yards and stuff. So he was really good. Then after that season, Tom Brady, old touchdown, Tom went down to Tampa and uh, took over the Buccaneers. James got benched, but I still held on to him. The next season, and so, so in that that season when Tom Brady went to the uh, to the Bucks was the season that Josh Allen first ascended. And so that basically, I had one good season of Jameis, and then he went away, and then immediately Josh Allen became good. So it's like I don't know if I can have more than one good quarterback at a time. Basically, like something it's just like it, it just can't happen because then. You know, so then Jameis sat out. He sat out that one season with the Bucks. He sat out the next season in in Drew Brees' final season. Then last year, he finally was going to be the starter for the Saints. Got injured, and now finally he's you know actually been playing this season. Although he's still been dealing with injuries, but and he's you know just obviously not putting up the points that he was back then because he's not chunking the ball down the field every play. But anyway, so that's just to say, I don't know why I can't have two good quarterbacks at once. It's really, it's really unfortunate, but I do, uh, this is probably, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I feel like this is at this time, if you look at both the players on my team and the, uh, the players that I have coming in from the dev picks, I kind of feel like this is my weakest position, which is crazy to say because I have the best player in the league, <laughs> but it, it does just that. My, I do feel like my second quarterback slot is such a gaping hole on my team. And I, so, you know, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I got to figure it out some way. I mean, you talked about that. You really want CJ Stroud. I mean, you yeah. try to make the move. Mm-hmm. And maybe the next couple of years with your dead picks, you save up some money and go after, a, like what you said, the Jackson Arnold, Arch Manning, Dante Moore, mm-hmm. any of the incoming right. freshmen next year or even. Yeah, exactly. Earlier with the uh, Cade Klubnik uh, for Clemson, there's there's a couple different options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but right, I think exactly. that's you just gotta with a dev, you just gotta pick the right one, and mm-hmm. that'll be. Uh, I feel like that's going to be. We know you're gonna pick a quarterback in developmental next couple years. You just gotta pick the right one. Yeah, but that can be hard because quarterbacks. I mean, you never know what's gonna happen with them. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's only there's only 32 starters. So right, and Brian, I mean, Brian's kind of had that same kind of disparity. Uh, in his devs, and it hasn't really worked out for him super well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've drafted Justin Fields, Spencer Rattler, and DJ Galea, and really, none of them really. Justin Fields was really good for a bit. It looked really last good, night. and obviously, yeah, not last night he did really good. But I don't know if I really have trust for him long term. But uh, yeah, no, I don't either. I don't either. But I have him on my team right now. D- but we'll see. Rattler was looking like a Heisman. DJ Galea had a uh, was obviously a five-star, really, uh, really great player coming in, Recruit. and then he did bad, and then now he did good, and then he got benched. It's been just a weird ride with all my quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
Anyway, stop talking about my team. Logan, do you want to mention your running back? <laughs> yeah, so um, Aaron Jones and Zeke have been the backbone of my team for quite a while. Um, I've drafted both of those, both of them in the startup draft. I know Zeke going in, uh, it's crazy to think Zeke was, I, get, I think he was, was he still only 24 when I drafted him? He was he a stud when he drafted him. I mean, it was crazy. It's crazy that he was that young. Because um, it feels like he's been he's been in the league for, you know, it feels like he's been in the league forever. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so he, uh, you know, he was – so I, I really wanted – so Aaron Jones was kind of an up-and-comer that year. I cannot remember who the other um, Packers running back was, but they – they kept playing over Aaron Jones, but then finally Aaron Jones got the touches and it was like amazing. And I got him like before he started, you know, finally got the touches. Cause I got back when Jamal Williams was still there. Was it? No. no well, was it, it was, it was maybe, I think, yeah, it was, it was before Matt LaFleur got there. It was, I cannot remember who it was. It was some other, John, Jamal Williams was there. Cause then he started kind he of backup touches. though. Yeah, he started kind of splitting yeah. with Jamal, but there was someone who started over him, and it was just like people were so mad about it. I know that I know Eddie Lacy was one, but I, I think they overlapped maybe a little bit. Um, but anyway, so Aaron Jones, you know, I got him to basically kind of because I, you know, he was like a later pick for me in the uh, in the in the startup draft, just because I thought he was going to end up being something. Um, and uh, you know, obviously I was right there. Um, Zeke was, uh, um, you know, a uh, Zeke was like my—he was basically my 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 top pick in the dev draft. He was the one who I spent the most money on because I going into that season it was like McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke, and I think it was actually David Johnson was the fourth one. Those were like Le'Veon Bell was up there decently too. Yeah, he was up there. He he was this was this was at the beginning of his decline, so he was not in the mm-hmm. top four. But it was like those four were the top four that year. And it was like, you want to come out of the draft with one of these. And then that was mostly talking about redraft. But I kind of took that to heart and, and wanted one of those for uh, um, for Dynasty. And so the other three, and I, and I didn't like – David Johnson kind of scared me a little bit because he'd had some bad years. But it was like – and McCaffrey and Kamara went for like – went super expensively. But I uh, I ended – and so, so I was like – but then Zeke came up and I was like, okay, I, I've got to get him. And I, so I, I went, I went for him and he's, he has the past couple of years has been disappointing for him, but he has had some good moments and he's, you know, he's been, he's been pretty solid for my team. So I, I can't complain about him too much. Um, pretty much all my other guys, Daryl Henderson, I picked him up, I think last year off the, the waiver wire, Jeff Wilson Jr. I picked up before week one this year off the waiver wire, who's actually helped me this year. Um, Daryl Anderson, I'm pretty happy with now that, of course, Cam Akers has gotten, uh, um, has you know whatever's happened with Cam Akers requested a trade, requested a trade. Is that is that confirmed or is that yeah. just a rumor? Okay, it is. Okay, yeah. So, um, so that's obviously he's the starter there now, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, I guess I didn't say talk about how Aaron Aaron Jones now is he still he'll he'll have a week every now and then when he goes off, but he uh, you know he's not they're 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 splitting his carries so much with. Uh, AJ Dillon, that it's kind of, kind of, kind of hurts him a little bit. Although recently they, this past couple of weeks, they've started leaning on Aaron Jones a little bit more. So I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm hopeful. We'll see. Um, anyway, Tony Pollard. I know I talked last week about my trade getting in from Ryan that I'm, I'm very proud of. I think that next year, so I think Zeke is going to be cut by the Cowboys after this season, uh, just because of basically how he's 
contract details work out. I've kind of I've looked into it a little bit. Um, I think he's going to be cut, and uh, Tony Pollard is going to be the uh, the starter there, which he looks amazing in his you know his touches that he gets there. So hopefully that that works out for me. Um, I I don't even know. I guess I picked Mark. In- I don't even know how I have Mark Ingram. I must have picked him up off the. Oh, I think I think, well, uh, think you Mar- traded him with yeah. the wrong. Did I? I don't think yeah, so. I'm pretty, sure. I'm pretty confident because he had Mark I, Andrews because he traded. No, 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 Mark Ingram. Oh, Mark Ingram. Yes, yeah, Mark. So Mark Ingram, Boston Scott, Jalen Warren, and Matt Breda, all four of them, I picked up in the free agent draft as part of my, uh, you know, goal of getting every single uh, handcuff running back in the league. Um, then and then Deion Jackson, I I picked up like just a couple weeks ago because Jonathan Taylor was out and basically I picked him up. No, didn't I didn't start, start him. I didn't start him in his one good game and now he's back on the bench. So that's uh, I'm sure you'll probably see him leaving my team pretty soon. I don't uh, think you paid very much for him though. So I mean, no, no, no I didn't pay any. I didn't pay. I don't think I paid anything for him. I think I got him day of and yeah, for nothing. I just picked him up. Yeah. Um, anyone have any thoughts on my my running backs? No, uh, I, I think, think my I think thoughts will older. be. Yeah, <laughs> we talk at the same time. Uh, I think my thoughts are uh, just we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more later. I think the more interesting aspect is, especially Zeke getting older, and you all your running backs coming in and your developmental. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. We'll we'll see. I I kind of wish. I almost wish I was having a down year so that I could offload like some of these older running backs for picks. But it's like I'm still doing well, so I I don't want to do that. But I'm I'm going to end up with these players just basically retiring while they're on my roster and getting yeah. nothing for them because I'm you know I'm still doing well, so I, I can't really afford to to you know I don't I don't want to you know waste a year basically. No, uh, but I think I think you have enough backfill, Logan, to where like you can afford to have these guys retire on your roster, and you're not yeah. realistically missing out on too much from them. Uh, you you've you've done well with your draft so far, so I think you're still yeah. fine. I get what you mean, though. When it comes to value, you know, you're like, oh, come mm-hmm. on, come on, I'd love to get a pick for this guy, but you're like, yeah, yeah exactly, I, I exactly, uh huh, yeah, exactly. Um, so I uh, guess, oh, sorry, go ahead. Was, no, you're good. I was going to transition to your wide receivers. Oh, sure. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> for, for your starters right now, what you have, you have some very elite talent. Um, Two slightly older guys, uh, one young stud who's making his name. So you have Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb. Um, I think Stephon Diggs is still going to be in the league for, I mean, at least another three, four years and, and do well. Tyreek Hill, people kind of were kind of talking a little bit of smack on him in the offseason. Clearly they need to know what they're talking about when they reference him because he's doing exceptionally well still. And yeah. CeeDee Lamb, the wide receiver one in the – for the most part, it was a pretty high-powered offense until this year. Last year, it was the, like the most point-scoring team. But mm-hmm. either way, Sea Lamb's great. I mean, you you have a great trio of receivers right here. Yeah. Did you did you know? Well, did you know that Tyreek Hill is younger than Stephon Diggs? Uh, I did know that. I did know that, but I know that their games are different with how they play. Yeah. Where yeah, Tyreek yeah, is on yeah, his, his speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. A lot. So he, uh, well, I would say a lot of people. I feel like people kind of think of Tyreek as older than he is because he's been in the league for so long. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, he's. I think he still has, definitely has some plenty of time left. I think. I think yeah. both of them should give me a, a, at least a few more years. Oh, I think sure. they'll give you enough time to where you can. So now that you're backfilling with running back help right now, 
I think mm-hmm. you can backfill with receiver help next year, or yes. like you're looking for like a quarterback. So uh, you've you've done well previously, and you have studs that are still going to last a while, and you can carry them over. So now you're just filling, you know, backfilling spots. And as mm-hmm. long as you keep making very good intuitive choices, and uh, you're finding athletes that are, you know, you're scouting right, I think you're you're going to be fine. That'll be in my summary. But mm-hmm. you're you're like you look good, dude. Your receivers are, quote unquote. Like let's say older, and like you know quotation marks what something yeah. to say, but you're still gonna get you're still have life left in them. Mm-hmm. And on your bench you've got Julio Jones, Darius Slayton, and John Mechie, who we mentioned earlier that you got in the rookie draft. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Stephon, yeah. So Stefan, I know I talked about it last week. I made the trade for him right after the uh, um, the startup draft because he's like one of my favorite players. Um, and then obviously very fortunate to have him team up, team up with Allen and both of them playing the best football of their careers by far. Um, Tyree kill got last year in a trade with my dad. He's, I, you know, I was kind of worried when he went to the dolphins, not super worried. Cause I, I thought his talent went out and I, I I'm a big Tua believer as well, but I, I even, I've been kind of surprised at how, how well it's worked out. And then CD has been, I, I think he's, you know, really good. I loved him at OU. And so I, uh, I, you know, I went all out to get him in the dev draft and I, um, you know, I think he's, he's, he's still really good. I think his talent's still really good. I think he's kind of gotten a little unlucky um, with, you know, I don't think he, his talent is quite at, because I don't think he, he, he does not have quite the athleticism of like a Jamar Chase. So I think it's, it's kind of tough for him to, uh, to be in, you know, an all out number one receiver. I think that hurts him a little bit, especially when Dak is, Dak is a good quarterback, but he's not like a super, super accurate quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think like, I think that CD on, yeah, with one of those amazing young quarterbacks would be a really, really, really good. I think with Dak, it kind of hurts him a little bit, but um, I do still think that I, I do still think he has a really bright future in the league. Um, and I have Julio Jones, who I know is going to retire on my team. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I got him. I basically got him. His like during he was so it was like the previous year he he'd still been amazing. I got him from Caden. I don't even remember who I traded to Caden for him. Um, but I basically I got oh no it was like Deontay Johnson. I got someone else with with Julio Jones. So it wasn't I wasn't just giving up Deontay Johnson. That would have been stupid. But um, it was basically, it was like Julio Jones was still, I was, you know, I was trying to contend Julio Jones had just been amazing still the year before. And he had been kind of injured this seat that season. So I went, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get him. He's going to get healthy and he's going to be like a good you know starter for me. He basically, since that point has just like fallen off a cliff. He has never been good for me, basically. Um, it's very unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Darius Slayton, I just kind of picked him up off the waiver wire this this season. Actually, he's he's been doing okay um, the past couple of weeks. And then John Mechie, like we talked about, uh, I guess he's the real heart and soul of my team. Um, you know, we're all rooting for him to pull through. He, uh, but you know, got him in the in the rookie draft. Um, but yeah, so that's that's about all I have him in the wide receivers. Yeah, John awesome. Mechie uh, for your team, great pick, obviously, and then. Uh... Ryan with uh, Deshaun Watson. We'll see who wins at the end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, uh, 
I have God on my side. Ryan has Satan on his side. So we'll see, <laughs> see who wins. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot riding on this league that I didn't write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the battle for good and evil there. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know how much there is to say about your tight end spot, Logan. There's a, uh, everything to say. You have the trout man. Yeah, I, this is like okay. this is honestly, this might be the most exciting position on my team. Honestly, um, just well, it's only three people, but it's for good. How often we've talked about it so far? Oh, I feel sure. Like you always bring up Mark Andrews as your starter, yes. then your bench being Trotman and Greg Dulcich. So just keep keep rolling. Yeah. So okay. So well, yeah. Briefly. So Mark Andrews, he I got him in a trade with my dad last year. He uh, when when my dad was kind of offloading his whole team, he was only okay last year. He'd had kind of a couple, like, only okay seasons. But then this year, he's just gone off. Like, basically, ever since they traded Marquise Brown, I guess, he's, he's just been just so dominant with, with the targets and, and touchdowns and everything. So, that's been, that's been really great. I've gotten very lucky this season with that. Um, I think he, he's a huge part of why, I've, why I'm in first place right now, I think, because um, I have that, that tight end advantage every week almost. Um, the uh, Then, of course, the uh, – God, there's so many players who are the heart and soul of my team. Adam Troutman, I mean, I, my team's named after him. He's – I love him. I am going to hold on to him for a very long time. You probably. dropped him. I dropped him. Yeah, but I always picked him back up. I knew I was going to be able to pick him back up. That what was, if I picked him up? Would you trade the second rounder? No, because you would have dropped him eventually because it wouldn't have been worth it to you. To, I'm holding Gabe Burkich. Yeah, yeah, you can only hold one player like that. Like you can't you can't waste multiple roster spots. No, now that I've like talked about it with people, I'll probably never drop him again. Just because, unless I'm like truly giving up on him, um, just because he, uh, you know, I basically he's he's. Uh, I mean, like I think if I do drop him again, someone is going to pick him up just kind of to be a jerk to me. Probably Brian. And uh, so, so I probably can't risk it anymore. But every time I've dropped him in the past, I've usually known that, like, I'm like, eh, no one's going to pick him up. But if I do it again, probably someone will. So I, I probably won't risk it. Um, Especially over here in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, and then Greg Dulcich, he's uh, – yeah, I think that was a – I mean, I kind of just picked him because I was like – yeah, you know, I was just kind of looking at uh, – at, at you know like rookie rankings and stuff and like and watch some of his tape and I was like yeah he looks pretty good and I was thinking about the Broncos and I was like they don't really have a dominant tight end right now like I'm not a big believer in in Alberto and then what's the don't they have another guy uh, like two other guys yeah yeah they have a few guys but none of them are like good and no. so I was like you know what they picked this guy in like the I think early third I want to say maybe so I was you know I was like yeah he's he's probably He'll probably always go to chances any. So it's kind of just a flyer. I mean, with like the number thirty-five pick in the in the rookie draft. So which is you know something like the number actually the number you know forty-five pick if you count in our dead picks. So yeah. I uh, I th- you know I think it worked out for me. Oh, I think that's a great pick. And me I'll too. I'll go a little bit about my favorite part. I honestly don't know <clears throat> a whole lot about uh, Javon Holland, your defensive back, but I do know defensive line Miles Garrett. I did trade him to you. I think it was one of my – I wouldn't say most regretful trades because it's defensive lineman, but I do think I should have gotten a little uh, more value. I think you're uh, – I like Jordan Poyer as your uh, defensive back um, a lot. He was really good two years ago. Yeah, he's, been, he's had some really good 
really good times. I, I kind of like him because he plays for the Bills along with, like, mm-hmm. half my team. So, that's, that's He's good. Cool. He's a good player. Yeah. He, doesn't, oh, he know- doesn't show out in fantasy very often. But, I mean, as a whole, he is a great player. Yeah, he yeah he is. He's a little older. Javon Holland, I think, is Javon Holland's only twenty two. He's uh, I'm, I got his Wikipedia page pulled up right now. I think his name. Okay, so I just saw him on Twitter today. His name on there is spelled J E V O with a little line above it. I like the line going from bottom left to upper right. Yeah. In, <clears> like so I think out. his no, not no, 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 not like that above it. Um, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so like I think, and he's I'm reading now. He's Canadian born, from from British Columbia. He, so he might his name might be Javon Holland. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, but everywhere else it shows his name is just Javon. So I don't know why he has that on Twitter. But anyway, just 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 a little aside. I I kind of picked huh. him up. I picked him up because uh, uh, Poyer's been in and out of the lineup, so I've been kind of holding on to him. But he's uh, he's been pretty. He's been pretty solid for me, um, honestly, filling in for Poyer. And right now, both are healthy, but they're projecting uh, Holland for more, so I'm just kind of leaving him in. Uh, Miles Garrett, yeah, is – I mean, he's probably, you know, aside I, – I, I don't know who's the best – I haven't looked at IDP rankings recently, so I don't know who the absolute best is. He might – is he the he – he's, he's at least a top – I mean, he's a top couple. Miles uh, Garrett's like top four, I look today. Yeah, top four, okay, yeah, so – I mean, he's, I would say, I mean, I don't know, based on my individual experience with him, it seems like any game like he's five. He is ranked five. Really? Okay. Who, who's, hold on, let me guess who's above him. Uh, and is this Dynasty or is this, uh, oh, oh, forgive like, me. in the season? He's, he's top five at defensive end, but somehow top four at the defensive line. This is, <laughs> oh, this is, so Dynasty on PFF, PFF uh, Dynasty and uh, the Week 8 or whatever, they are exactly the same for uh, IDP players. So, okay. But he is he is technically ranked fourth for defensive line. So, yeah, what, what, who is me... Aaron? Who's, yeah, I was thinking like Aaron Donald, one of the Bosa brothers, and TJ Watt. Uh, they currently have it. So Donald's actually quite a bit further down. Uh, but uh, Max, Max Crosby's number one. Oh. Yeah, Max Crosby's number one. But the, Nick Bosa, two. Brian Burns is number three. And then Miles Garrett. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna have to say I disagree with PFF on this one, but uh, <laughs> I, I have this pulled up actually. And uh, Max Crosby has number one in our league with 68 points. To Marcus Lawrence at 53.5, Brian Burns at 50, Cameron Jordan at 49.5, Jonathan Allen at 48.5, then Miles Garrett at 48. Well, my, okay, and Miles Garrett's missed like a week and a half because yeah, so, of his because so, he got in a car crash. So. I'm so he's gonna... probably he's probably I think he only yeah I think he missed a week and then a bye week. No, he missed he like missed he missed a week and then he was kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, like in and out one week. Okay, but sure. anyway, I would I would take him over most of those guys. No, I agree. I like Nick Bosa. He's obviously on my team, but yeah, yeah uh, no, but yeah, I honestly no, like your individual defensive players. I think you get mm-hmm. a little better. A little better at defensive back, maybe a, a little Derwin James action. But we'll yeah, I w- I'm interested <laughs> in getting a player like that, but I don't know. I'm not willing to. Everyone back in the in the early days of the league, I probably could have got him for like a you know a second round or whatever. But now, 
now I'm kind of like, I don't know. I probably still could, but now I kind of value this. You know, everyone values the picks higher and stuff. Um, you know, I don't know. I it's just I don't know if I want to make that kind of trade for a defensive player. Especially, you know, when they when the difference between, you know, the difference between a top defensive player and a you know an average defensive player is only like a couple points a game or whatever. Yeah, it just it would suck to. I don't know. Miles Garrett's a different one because he can score twenty points. Yeah, he, he, that's that's the thing, and that's why I love him so much. He he will just go off like in some random games. I mean, he I mean he's liable to in any random game, yeah, score fifteen to twenty points because he gets a tackle for a loss yeah. and a fumble recovery, fumble and stuff recovery. like that. Yeah. Yep. So I, I noticed you guys did not include kicker here, and which I think is interesting because I have by far the greatest kicking. Uh, unit in the league. Do you have Jordan? Oh, you with the unit. So you weren't going to bring Tucker into the equation as a single. Well, I yeah, I mean, I I have yeah. So so of course yeah. T- I mean, of course Tucker's the best. But I have both. I have <laughs> I have both uh, Harrison Butker and Tyler Bass. So I mean, I just I don't. I I mean, I don't know how you can compete with that. I I can start. You know, I I got I you know. Every week I look at the matchups, you know, I look at, I think about the kicking really hard. I think, you know, I, 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 I scour the film. I try to, I try to really think, you know, which of these players is going to be better. You know, I, um, I, you know, I listen to thousands of hours of podcasts on times 100 speed, um, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, which of these kickers do I start? And, you know, it's honestly though, it's, it's, it's impossible to make a wrong decision because they're both so good. Yeah, I, um, I don't. I don't think I include him because. I I do the same obviously with Justin Tucker and Gabe Burkich. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's it's a hard decision every week. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm sure Gabe loves you. I don't include him because sometimes people just rotate kickers. Like they'll just pick some off the waiver. Yeah, not me. Me, I'm I'm solid. Oh, I, I know. Love, I, you know, I, I, I love kickers so much. I got two of them. Oh, what's happening? Oh. Uh. Brian's AirPods disconnected. Yeah, sorry. Can... What? Yeah, we can, yeah we can hear you. I gotcha. So my, we'll we'll let everyone know. My AirPods died. Uh, so about when my left one, or they got to about twenty percent, I took out my right one and put it up and charged the rest away. But then the left one just now died. This is history, Logan, because we've never gone this late into a podcast where an airpod died uh let alone <laughs> part two of a podcast yeah yeah this is pretty amazing yeah uh, uh I'll, I'll go th- i'll go through the players you've got coming in because we kind mm-hmm. of alluded to it earlier that you have your back feeling very well right now with running backs so i'll run through it really quick and let you talk about it you've got b john rob so the 2023 class is very stacked in running back and you're taking full advantage of it b john robinson currently ranked as number one running back and currently i would say overall dynasty or developmental pick. You have Jameer Gibbs, RB currently ranked RB2, and then Tank Bigsby. Depending on what site you go to, anywhere from like four to six. I have listed mm-hmm. six on here because that was more, more consensus, but I've seen him yeah. up to four. Uh, no, to, yeah. Tra- yeah. Travion Henderson, I believe, is a 2024 class. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And so because he's mixed in with some of these other guys, he's currently ranked as the RB3 in, uh, in dev. But I would say he's probably closer to the RB1 whenever you take into the count only the 2024 class. And then you also have Keaton Slovis as uh, one of your quarterbacks. So feel free to talk about him now. Yeah, so Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, and Tank. 
I got all three of them in the exact same uh, dev draft. It was my, my big one where I had, had three picks that I traded for that year. Um, I am, I, Bijan was easy. Number one, you know, I paid up to get, be able to get him number one. The other two I kind of took later. Um, Jameer Gibbs was actually a little bit of a flyer at the time. That one, I'm, I'm, that one's may, that one's actually maybe my most impressive pick if I can say so myself. I would agree with that. Yeah. Cause at the time he was not, I mean, he was fairly, he was decently regarded, but um, I know, I remember I was like texting Brian at the time. He, he was playing for Georgia Tech and I was like, uh, Jameer Gibbs was playing for Georgia Tech, not Brian. Let me be clear. Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so Jameer was playing for Georgia Tech at the time and he was, and so I watched his tape and I was like, oh my God, like this guy is like, I mean, he is, his cuts are like, are crazy. And he's got like really good receiving ability. And he was on, you know, the Yellow Jackets. So he was not, uh, he was not, you know, necessarily like, you know, being able to be used to the best of his abilities. But I, you know, I really liked him. And so he, he did pretty well last year. And then in this offseason, he transferred to Alabama. And it was just, and, you know, and then, and I just, you know, obviously he's, he's, you know, been super since then, been able to uh, really show off his, his talents and stuff. And now everyone loves him. I saw a thing that was um, saying that they think both, you know, in, in, you know, talking about who, who's going to be the top 10 dynasty running backs in 2023, or like who, who, who will be the top 10 with the most value in dynasty er, in 2023. And I know Bijan and Jameer Gibbs were both like top five in that, that, that this person was saying. So it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it, uh, it feels good. So <laughs> I'm very happy with that. Tank Bigsby at the time. So that was a much safer pick for me than, Jameer, I was not quite as enamored with him, but I mean, I watched his tape and he was more of a traditional, um, you know, between the tackles running back. I, I thought he was, and I, I thought he was decent, but I did, I did think that he was kind of missing some, he didn't quite have the breakaway speed of, of Jameer Gibbs or, you know, the shiftiness of Jameer Gibbs. And he didn't quite have the, the patience um, and, and contact balance of Bijan Robinson, but I, you know, I did think he had pretty good power. So I went ahead and picked him Um you know, and I don't know who else I would have picked because there wasn't anyone I really loved at the time. But I, I in in hindsight, that one that one's not looking as good. But I, I you know, I do think he still has a chance to be um, a good good NFL back if he goes to the right place and gets gets a good opportunity. Um, and then let's see, Trevion Henderson I took in this most recent draft. I was trying to, um, I thought so. I thought that the clear number one in this draft was C.J. Stroud because everyone wants a quarterback, and there was only one really good quarterback. Um, and then I, but, and then personally, I thought that the number two was, and I, you know, not, not as clear of a number two, but I thought that ver- the very solid number two was Trevion Henderson. I missed out on CJ Stroud. I didn't bid enough, but I did end up getting Trevion Henderson. And I, I am, I am very happy about that. I, you know, I still, I, I really, um, I think he, I think he, you know, basically looks like, I mean, he's like Saquon Barkley level. He's a little smaller. Um, but he, I think he has that, that level of athleticism. He's a little smaller, but I, I mean, he, I think he can, I mean, he's a really good receiver. Um, really. I mean, just, he, he flashes just constantly. Obviously it helps being in the explosive Ohio state offense, but yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of mentioned this to you earlier, but I really like Trevion Henderson. I actually had him on my number one big board in developmental right behind, uh, Brian from CJ Shroom. Yeah, I um, 
as far as I, I, I would say, um, you know, I, I, you kind of have to rank CJ above, above Trevion, like in, in our super flex league, just because of how highly we value quarterbacks. But I would say that, um, you know, overall I, but it, you know, if you're talking about like their like true talent, I would like, I think that, uh, you know, Trevion Henderson is a better running back than C.J. Stroud is a quarterback, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes yes. sense. Yeah. Well, um, oh. do you all two want to just summarize uh, overall on, I got, team? Well, I got to take. I got to talk about Keaton Slovis real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, forgot so, that was a player. Yeah. So as I said, I said this a minute ago. Uh, you know, after he got kicked off, but he, uh, um, I, I did not pick him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a Keaton Slovis believer. Um, he he's just I I think I got him in kind of like a throwaway as a throwaway in a trade I had with Yash um, after Yash had given up on him. So I kind of just am holding on to him, and you know maybe he'll go in the league and do something. Who knows? And then you've done a very good job at building your team, being successful, and also maintaining all your picks. So you still own all of your picks for your future. And you own Chris's 2023 second round pick. Yeah, so um, that's like, I mean, you know, we talked about that's that's kind of a, a core, you know, belief I have is not trading away all of my uh, my picks. And I say that, but in reality, I kind of have traded away all my first round picks eventually because I drafted T. Higgins, traded him immediately. I uh, I drafted uh, Kadarius Tony in the first round the next year. I traded him like halfway through the season to my dad and part of that fire sale. I think I got, I think that was part of the trade that got me uh, either part of the trade that got me Tyreek or part of the trade that got me Mark Andrews. Either way, I, I, you know, I think it was worth it. But, um, and then, and then this year I, uh, I, I actually, you know, and then, and then last year I also traded away my first round pick for this year as, as part of that. So, but generally I tried to hold on to hold on to them unless it's been for a, a trade that I thought was like really, really good. Um, that, you know, that's like, and, but, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I, I, so I am willing to trade them away, but not, I'm not willing to trade. I, I, you know, you're probably unlikely to see me do one of those trades that is, you know, DeAndre Swift for two devs, two first rounders and whatever, and Devonta Smith or whatever. Like I, I'm just, I, that's just not really how I operate. I just don't believe in giving up that much draft capital for one player. Um, even if they are really good, just because I think over the long, I, I trust my own, my own, you know, scouting ability and research ability and stuff. So I, you know, I just think that, you know, over the long haul, I, I, I will usually eventually get a, a decent a player of close to that caliber. If, you know, over, over four picks, I think I will usually could find a player of, you know, of DeAndre Swift caliber or whatever, you know, in this example. So I, I, I just don't really, yeah, I don't really believe in giving up and giving up a ton of player picks for just one player. No, and that's been, that's totally fair. And you've proven that you've been able to do that already, like throughout this. So I mean, and whenever I said you still had your picks, I mean I was referencing the future. But I mean, great. No, no, I, I know you. That, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know you were. I was just, I was just kind of going back and, and and kind of explaining, yeah, what what I've done with picks in the past. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's great to show your strategy too. That obviously, like you've kept them and you've used them like within once you've they've been actualized. Or closer mm-hmm. towards the end, so you're not jeopardizing your future in, in that way. Yeah, um, Logan, my summary is all very glowing <clears throat> for your team. Uh, you've done very good. I think this has been a, a fun podcast for me to be able to kind of gain some insight for you and kind of learn from you. So I appreciate that. 
but you have the incredible stack of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. That's just it's it's what everybody wishes they had in fantasy, and you have that, so that's incredible. Um, you just have young talent coming in. So, like at receiver, you've got CeeDee Lamb at running back at your oldest position. You, as we just showed, you have some of the best talent coming into this next dev draft. Still, so, uh, you have Mark Andrews, who some people say he's the tight end one in, in uh, Dynasty. Others, I mean, minim, at minimum, you know, the two. So you have a lot of really good talent. Yeah, you do a great job visualizing what your team needs in the future and how it's going to, how you're going to account for it. Um, you are patient with the players that you draft for the most part. You mentioned a couple, but for the most part, you are. Uh, and you thank Ford. So I like your team a lot. I think you're set for years to come. I, I totally agree, obviously. I was kind of looking forward to doing the same, but with a couple of my developmentals, especially with like DJ Belay and Spencer Rattler not looking like that, I was never able to translate any of my quarterback talent I have now into like receiver running back talent that was younger. So I had a had a change course. So that that's you got to hope your running backs hit. If they don't, then I think you may end up in the rebuilding five years-ish, but I think they will hit. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to visualize running back talent, at least in the dev draft, comparatively to, like, QB talent, because we've seen very high prospects for quarterback. Like, if you look up uh, ESPN NFL draft, um, like, profiles, mm-hmm. you can see some guys that look perennial. Like, they're going to make big differences in the leagues. Like, if you look up, which I'm, I'm only pulling from draft profiles I've visualized, but Mitchell Trubisky. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. and they just don't pan out. But on paper, at least whenever we do our dev draft, they look like they could be great. Mm-hmm. So I, you have to take the swing because a quarterback could last you 10, 12 years. Uh, but you have Josh Allen. You're set there. Your QB2 is a weaker spot, but you can typically pick up a QB2 and still be serviceable and competitive because you have the difference maker like Josh Allen. So you, you, you can kind of go both ways with that and with what you want to do, but uh, I like you team yeah. a lot. Thank you. Um, well, we can go back in the time machine, back to Logan's favorite draft of all time, uh, the startup draft. And I kind of scratched earlier. I, we'll talk about the championship games later because we're going to have Logan on again. Yeah. So I think that would be a good time machine for later. But especially since we've already talked about his original team, Sam, I'm just going to list all the players that he did draft, mention if they're still on this team, and the budget. So, Zeke Elliott was your most expensive player <laughs> at $60. Uh-huh. And then James Conner, and he's still on your team, obviously. James no, he's Connor not. Of, oh, no, Zeke? Zeke Elliott. He, he oh, was, Zeke. Sorry, sorry. I was sorry. I think yeah. James Conner, yeah. No, James James Conner is $46. He is not on your team. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones was your third most expensive at $35. He is on your team. Sterling Shepard is $18, but you end up switching him to C.D. Lamb later on. And then Chris Carson was $13, not on your team. Alshon Jeffrey, $8. D.J. Moore, $9. D.J. Moore is a great pick for $9. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis at $8. Lamar Miller. At $8, Josh Allen, probably it's got to be the best pick of the uh, startup draft at $5. Steal of the century, considering who he is now. Yeah. $5. 
Vance McDonald is also five dollars. Well, that's that's cra- it's crazy to look at how that's been, I spent five dollars on Vance McDonald's. That what you just said? Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, it, it's 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 uh, what was I going to say? It's it's really oh, it's just shocking to see like hear this and and think about how differently we value. We like we no one under fully understood the. Uh, the superflex aspect, I think. No, there. not as I had no idea what to think about. So people were, yeah. So like quarterbacks were just so undervalued. Mm-hmm. I say, I'd say we kind of have flipped it now. Just yeah. from all the podcasts I listen to, uh, I know we very, very like vastly value our QBs in this league, uh-huh. and other leagues don't as much as our league does. But I, I think I like that our league values them more because they are difference makers. Yeah, I will say also because of our half point. Uh, per first down it, it mm. kind of changes the quarterback value a little bit because it's yeah. the rush the runners the rushing quarterbacks it gives them extra value so that is it, it kind of it inflates that a little bit in this league um and in comparison to other more traditional superflex leagues mm-hmm. I agree. well going on forward you have david njoku at seven dollars geronimo allison at four dollars tony pollard with a him. solid Solid two dollars. That was a that's a great pick right there. He's oh, I, I didn't realize I started with Tony Pollard. Interesting. I didn't okay. either. So because I know I made that trade with Ryan, so I must have picked him. Maybe I traded him away to Ryan at some point. I don't know. Huh? You may have dropped him also. Yeah, maybe. I I now that we're thinking about this, I, I I'm remembering some trades I made that I did not list the other day. So there must be there must be some trades that I that didn't that I didn't find when I was going through the other day. Well, Matthew Stafford for three dollars. Obviously, that's that's a. Damn. a Are you kidding right me? Too. Wow! Are you kidding me? That's crazy. We had, we had no idea what we were doing. We no. first did this. Andy Dalton, who is still on your team for one dollar. <laughs> uh, Nick Foles for two dollars. Graham Gano for one dollar. Nikhil Harry for three, which I actually thought was a really good pick at the time. Yeah. Blake Blake Martinez for one dollar. Daniel Hunter at seven dollars. Malcolm Jenkins at one. Nice. You did not use three dollars. Huh. Miss opportunity. If you want to compare that, you could have uh, <laughs> you could have got a lot of players with three dollars. Oh, I bet. Wow, this is insane. You did. You've done a really good job with the few. Like, I'm gonna say with the few trades you've made, not like in a mean way or anything like that, but like the trades that you have made have been very thoughtful and they've been very purposeful. So you've done a good job with that. Yeah, that's my that's that's my goal. That's the, yeah. That's my that's that's generally my philosophy. Like I said, yeah, I don't I don't make a lot of trades. I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't get I don't get like an itchy trigger finger and stuff. I really, really, really think it through before I make any trades. And that's not to say that like trading a lot is bad. Obviously, it brought Caden a championship. Um, Yash trades a decent amount. He got a championship. So it's you know, and that trade you generally you do have to trade in fantasy. My team wouldn't be what it what it is now without trading. You know, I right. you know, like we talked about those trades I made last year with my dad were were huge in in the construction of my team. So I uh, but but I I you know I do believe in in being uh, yeah like you said thoughtful. Like you have you you can you you I you know I don't really believe in just trading for trading's sake. Um, because you know, I, I I'm only going to make a trade if I think that it can truly benefit my team. Like if I'm very 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 sure that it will benefit my team. I don't I don't make a lot of, I don't make ones that I think are are super risky. 
basically, which which I, I can afford to do because my team has been good this whole time. Um, you know, so that, you know, we talked about that's I, I, I'm not need, I'm not needing to make those, those crazy risky trades. I might, I might see it differently in a few years. Um, when I'm, when my team's not as good, you know, who knows, but I but, think you're going to have to make some serious mistakes on your team to get to that point. <laughs> J- just because you have done a good job so far. And like, yeah, you, I have, hope so. you have good depth coming in, but, uh, when that day comes and where, you know, I'm 45 years old and you finally can trade Mark Andrews, I'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, sure he'll, forward, still be forward to that. I'm sure he'll still be doing fine. Yeah, probably so. Well, that was pretty cool. That was really, that was kind of fun to hear that yeah. you had got during that time. And also just, I love the idea of players like Josh Allen just potentially being great. And they go so under the radar that you got them for $5. Yeah. Like, that gives me hope for, like, Kadem with, like, Will Levis. Mm-hmm. And, hey, looking back on it now, I understand Caden traded Mac Jones away for Will Levis or vice versa or whatever. It looks with, not too bad right now. It does yeah, not look like yeah. the worst decision in the world. No. Could have been for how much crap he got for it, and I gave yeah. him for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Well, I let's just walk through the trades pretty fastly for the last two weeks. Uh, we'll just read the trades, and I want Logan yeah. to grade each one of them. Brian, I'm at ten percent on my AirPods, so yeah, let's let's kick it. All right, uh, I received a 2023 Ryan's first, uh, 2023 Chris's first, 2024 Jake's second, 2025 Jake's second. And of course, the great Denzel Mims <laughs> and Jake received Kenneth Walker. So I think on this one, um, I would say at the time of the trade, I thought it was because at the time of the trade, it was basically like Kenneth Walker had only started like one game, right? Is that mm-hmm. right? Uh, so fully, fully, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so at the time, I was kind of like, I was a little, I don't know, I was a little skeptical at how much he gave up, um, but I would say now, now, since then, it's, he's kind of, I mean, the way people are talking about him now, like he's a, you know, a top three to five dynasty running back, I kind of, it's kind of changing now, I mean, especially in comparison to, you know, that massive, uh, DeAndre Swift trade. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I think, I think this one's very even now. Um, at the time, I thought it was a bit of an overpay, but now I would say it's, uh, it's, it's. I think it's, it's pretty fair. All right, we'll give your grades. Uh, well, I'll just, well, so I'll just, I'll, like I said, it's fair. So I'll, I'll say, uh, I don't know. That's, that's kind of hard to give a grade when I think it's fair. I mean, I think it benefited, I think it benefited both teams. Like it's, it works. It fits with uh, Kenneth Walker. His, with his age, um, fits with Jake's team's timeline. Um, and then, of course, uh, Brian going into a super rebuild now. I think the, uh, you know, I think getting those picks really helped you. I think it's, uh, I mean, it really it really helped both teams. I don't know how to, I would, I, I, I don't have anything negative to say about either team, so I'll say it's an A for both, both teams. Oh, well, wow. that's uh, very heartful. Right, Brian, can, can I tell you why I, why I ended up going with both the two first and the two seconds on it? Is right. pri- primarily because uh, I I wanted another run. Well, I wanted Kenneth Walker because I heard through the grapevine and I watched a lot of his games. He was at Michigan State and I I really liked him. 
uh, and I didn't have a chance to get him, and you had him. Um, and then I saw that he was getting the start. I knew the talent that he had, and I was like, if I'm going to make a play, it needs to be now while I still have a, a buying like a buying window. And I knew that. Uh... Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, I knew that I was not going to have the opportunity otherwise, and so I did Ryan's first and Chris's first because they were be late first, especially after the dev. So it would be a, a late first to a second round pick kind of thing. Yeah, I... seconds on top, and to me, seconds. Listen, I like seconds, but I don't trust my drafting ability to do well with the <laughs> seconds. And so I was like, I think I might as well just go ahead and pay up because Brian Brian was a stickler to having to have the extra second. And I, I ultimately, I think Brian was – I thought the trade was fair. So I, I was very grateful yeah, that Brian was I still say, with it. Yeah, I will say considering it's, you know, Ryan and Chris's picks who both have good teams, that does tilt it a little bit for me in favor of Jake at this point. Um, yeah. At, at the time, at the time of the trade, I I would have maybe still had it as an overpay, um, but yeah, considering Ryan and Chris, I think I would probably rather have the the Kenneth Walker at this point. Um, but then again, but you know, you never know with running backs, though. Exactly, exactly. Hurt. That's what I was about to say. It is, it is, yeah. it is risky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah okay, and I will on say one? on this next one, I have thought about it a lot longer from our initial conversation, Brian. But All carry right. on though. Caden uh, receives Wondell Robinson, Terrence Marshall, and Keegan's 2023 second. Keegan receives Chase Claypool, Josh Palmer, and Alberto. So, what was the the impetus for this trade? I assume I assume one of you must know. Was it because Caden wanted Wondell Robinson? Was that the correct? Okay, so that's interesting. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't honestly don't know that much about Wondell Robinson. I, you know, I've, I know I've heard his name a lot recently. I can't say I'm a, you know, I'm a big, you know, I haven't studied his game or anything. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I've always liked Claypool. I, I think he, you know, his talent's really high. I think he's kind of misused right now, but I think he, he could end up in a, in a good situation after this season. Um, I think he's a, is he freezing after this season? Is that right? Correct. Okay. So, yeah, I think, so, I don't know. I definitely, I think I like the Chase Claypool side of this trade more, but that's, I don't know. I, I just the Giants with wide receivers right now just kind of see it is a weird deal. Um, so that's kind of my only thing about Wondell Robinson, not really trusting him. Um, I will say without without hearing what you guys, well, I'll listen to what you guys have to say about it before I give grades because you you might you might sway me one way or the other. I actually uh, I actually like Caden with Wondell Robinson because Chase Claypool kind of scares me because I actually think he's going to stay in Pittsburgh and I don't mm-hmm. really trust the Kenny Pickett situation. Yeah. And so I think that may push Chase Claypool back three, four years. And at that point, I don't see any really benefit for it. Yeah, I like, but, the, I like the rookie pickup with Wandale in terms of how their utilization and the targets he's received. I don't like his height, and it's proven that someone at his caliber with his height doesn't typically do well in the NFL. But we've seen Chase Claypool now for three years. Is that right? Let's be his third year. Yeah. Yeah, and then his first year he popped off, but it's been kind of stagnant. Um, he's not doing very well with contested catch balls. I love the athleticism of Claypool, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I do like what Caden did, Brian, with the replacement of the second with Albert O and Keegan's 2023 second. Because what he traded to you to get Albert O, he basically did a pick mm-hmm. swap. So I, I yeah. admired that. And Terrace Marshall and Josh Palmer don't do anything for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I – 
So, yeah, looking at, uh, where is he? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. This is like a trade that I kind of like don't really it's care kind of about. Wash. Yeah, I don't really care about either side, um, mm-hmm. to be honest. It's like, you know, I don't need, <laughs> I don't, neither of them are going to win the league because of this trade, I don't think. Um, I mean, looking at, so, you know, Wando Robinson has played three games now and has 13 targets. So, I mean, I would say, I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, we'll my, see. My wife needs to practice a speech. Let's do, I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm going to okay. be in the doghouse if we don't keep moving this forward. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I was wrapping up. I was wrapping up with Wando, but. Anyway, this this one I'll grade I'll grade this one uh I'll 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a B for the Claypool side for Keegan's side and a C for the Caden side. How about that? <laughs> I dig it. Sounds <laughs> good. Okay, my note about the the trade that you just talked about, or I said I thought about it longer, it was actually about this one. So Brian, sorry, explain this one. Okay, do you do you want to wait till next week? Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess it hasn't gone through yet, has it? It's no, it has, it has, it has. No, let's go ahead and let's do just five minutes real fast. All right. Um, well, I'll I'll say the gist of the trade, then I'm going to say each person because it is a three-way trade. So I acquired uh, 2023 Ryan's Developmental. I will receive the higher two of the picks of Ryan, Chris, and Yash, and that is because I traded away a first uh, Cream Hunt, and then 2024 Ryan second. Ryan will acquire the lowest of the 2023 of the picks I just mentioned, and Josh Jacobs. And then I forgot to write it down, but... Uh, yeah, I was about to say you didn't include... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... Um, well, let's just... Renato acquired... Uh, who do you... Uh, Sammy Watkins, 2023 first. Ryan's first... And then 2026, Ryan's first. And then 2023, Ryan's second. So when I first looked at this, Brian, I was mainly looking at it from just Ron's side. Because for you, mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was fine for you. I saw what Ryan was doing too. Uh, I, I liked what Ryan was trying to do on his end. And it, he, he needed to kind of make a move, especially in the position that he was in. And uh, it, the running back that he's acquiring has done that. He's he's done yeah. a he's done a very good. Josh Jacobs has done a very good job this year, at least for the last two games. So I was mainly looking at it from Ron's side because I saw those picks as late first again, which to me are more of like a second rounder. Whenever I think about draft picks, uh, but then I looked at them all together in the grand scheme of things, even though they were pushed out quite a bit. Uh, I think it's fair. I think it's fair value for Ron. Um, I would like to see Ron get a little bit more since he's on the rebuild and Ryan is trying to win win now with Josh Jacobs, considering the age of Josh Jacobs, but. I think it's still fair. It's just if I were on, I'd probably want a little bit more, if that makes sense. That makes sense. So I'll go from each side of the trade, then I'll let Logan grade. So on my side, I traded uh, 2023 and 2024, Ryan's first and Sammy Watkins. I received Ryan's developmental. I received the two higher of the the picks of Ryan, Chris, and Yash, Cream Hunt, and – 2024, Ryan's second. So, Logan, let's hear your grade. I, for you? Yes. Hey, for me. Um, I, for your side, I, uh, um, 
I don't know. I think I like yours. I, I think I think I would give you probably like a B plus. Um, I think that this is basically. I mean, I think the dev is worth way more mm-hmm. than one of Ryan's firsts. Um, I think, that, and then you know, and then you're getting doing the the two higher picks thing. Um, you know, I don't so think, I think Cream Hunt is staying on the Browns either. Yeah, yeah. So that could, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's getting older though. He's he's like. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's like twenty seven or so. Yeah, that's um, a good. I forget about his age. That's a good point. Yeah, so I would. You know, I'm not putting too much stock in that. But yeah, I think so. I, I like your side of it there. Um, I think I think be good. Ryan, uh, you know, he gave up a decent amount. A dev. That's that's a lot. Um, the uh, the twenty. You know, the um, let's see. Yeah, the the twenty twenty six first, twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four seconds. And, um, and Kareem Hunt um, for Josh Jacobs and, and then, you know, retaining one pick. I would say – I think that um, probably at the end of the day, I think for him – I think I would say value-wise, value I probably prefer um, what he gave up because I know Josh Jacobs has had three good games in a row, but I think that the jury's kind of still out on him a little bit. You know, his value is really low before this season. So – I don't think that I'm not totally sold on him. So I'll give Ryan maybe a, I think it worked really well for his team, but I think value wise, I still like the other side more. So I'll say probably a, maybe a B or B minus for him. Um, although again, I do, I mean, you know, this could be a team, this could be a trade that pushes him toward a championship. So mm-hmm. again, it's hard, it's hard to say. And then and he, still, uh, he still has very nice assets for his team. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yes. Yeah, so um, I mean his his I was going to talk about it, but his uh, real quick his his I mean his his core of Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, and Jonathan Taylor is just so insane. Like it's 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 unbelievable. It's that, yeah, like I mean I know Eckler is like twenty seven now maybe, but like the others are Jacobs is twenty four, Jefferson and Chase are both like twenty four, twenty three, whatever. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is 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 like twenty three or twenty four. I mean, it's studs, just absolutely right, studs and all of them are amazing. So yeah, it's it's amazing. And if his quarterbacks come together, um, it's it's his team can be really mm-hmm. good for a long. Yeah, time. if Ryan's got to overpay just a little bit to be able to push himself to a championship, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, that's that's what I'm. Yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree. Um, and then yeah, and then uh, Ron's side of it, he he traded away Josh Jacobs, and he got. A 2024 first from Ryan, a 2026 first from Ryan, and the uh, and Ryan's uh, 2023 second. So honestly, I do think when I first looked at it, I thought you know I think this is a decent you know I think I thought that yeah, he got a decent amount, but I think he could have gotten more considering you know how how Jacobs has been doing. I think if he had held out, he could have gotten more. Um, I when I look at it back at it now with thinking about how, uh, you know, how good Ryan's team is and is probably going to be for a long time because I don't think Ryan is going to make, you know, trades that are going to push himself out of contention. Uh, I, you know, I kind of think that this is <laughs> – I don't love it for – I don't love it for, for Ron. It's uh, it's kind of the, – the 2026 is still a long, long ways away, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I kind of th- – I think he could have gotten more basically because he does a bit of his team in the short term. He, yeah, these are going to be late. These are going to be late, late firsts, and they're really far out there. So I, I think he could have gotten more, but you know, what are you going to do? I'll, so I'll, I'll, 
his side of the trade, I'll, I'll, I'll give a C minus to dad. Okay. I'll recap uh, just one last thought before we close off. Uh, one thing, especially as a rebuilding team, I have noticed that I don't know if I could trade for a, another pick in the entire league. Yeah. Because looking through here, Logan, you don't trade picks. Ricky doesn't trade picks. Yosh can't trade picks. Um, Easton won't trade a pick. Ronaldo has no reason to trade a pick. Um, Chris will, so that's the only one. But he also told me that he is very okay with his team and not looking forward to uh, trading even for a push right now. Um, Ryan also told me today that he doesn't want to trade any more picks after this trade. (laughs) Keegan has mentioned that he may but obviously it would have to be substantial enough to put him into the playoff contention. Jason won't anymore because he starts valuing the picks now as he is rebuilding. And I think Jake, Jake will throw some second. You'll do it. You give me a, you get me two talking about 2025. Cause I've got extra of those. It'll happen. (laughs) Well, we may talk off the thing, but in general, there's really not Not a lot of picks to be traded on. Tyler Lockett, he's at least worth two seconds. (laughs) <laughs> but um, anything else on y'all's side before we close it out here no I think I think I'm good thank you guys for having me on of course we'll have you on again soon we got a kind yeah. of stacked lineup the next couple weeks I think we're going to have uh, uh, Chris, Jason, and then Ron uh, the oh nice that will be good it's fun. This is a lot of fun. Logan, thank yeah. you for hopping on, especially back-to-back weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Jonesing now, going a few weeks without it. So I, uh, yeah, I don't know. At least, at least, we'll, we know you'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah, at least I'll be able to listen to those. It'll be fun. <laughs> it's good. You, you've got a lot of, not to suck up to your name, but you've got a lot of valuable insight on this. Oh, I feel you. like you, I feel like you've put in probably more work in terms of like. Over overall effort into your picks, into the strategy and whatnot. Uh, so it's nice to be able to kind of hear that and go through that. So thank you very much for hopping on, yeah. Brian. Uh, I love what you're doing with your team, by the way, and your blow up. You blow it up better than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to see how your draft goes. Yep, five developmentals. I'm uh, going to have to uh, tell Mariah I can't do anything else on Saturdays for the next seven, eight weeks. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. really, yeah. research, baby. You need to watch some football. Uh, I, I get a, get some a little inebriated. I hear that helps you out, though. I'm thinking about getting my stopwatch out and timing them down the down the field. Oh, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. If we're talking about. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get had off a great now. time though. Yep. All right. Sorry, I, I gotta hop off. Everything's done. All on right. My phone right now. But oh hey, yeah, you guys. This was a lot of yep. fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. One dollar for anyone that listens to this. Oh, they will. I know they will. Everybody, thank you for listening. This is a good time. Uh, This is a loaded episode. A lot of good information here. So Mm -hmm. everybody stay safe. Enjoy yourselves. And thank you for listening. See ya.